The Serious Side is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. My mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These council binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the same what I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in our class. Colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. School shootings are preventable if you know the signs. Learn more at sandyhookpromise.org. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well... If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Preparations are underway to ensure the nation's capital is secure ahead of President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration on Wednesday. NPR's Dave Mistich reports that multiple agencies are teaming up for the effort that's bringing in resources from across the country. Some 25,000 National Guard troops are being deployed as local officials brace for the possibility of more extremist violence. Razor wire atop a seven-foot fence was put up around the Capitol building Friday and bridges coming into Washington, D.C. from Virginia will be closed. Law enforcement for the district's transit authority will also receive assistance from other major cities, including Baltimore, Chicago, Denver, Houston, and New Orleans. Republican Governor Larry Hogan of neighboring Maryland has declared a state of emergency ahead of Wednesday's events. Dave Mistich, NPR News. Not only are National Guard soldiers being deployed in Washington, D.C., but more than a dozen states have also activated Guard troops following the FBI warning of the potential for armed protests ahead of Wednesday's Inauguration Day. They include Michigan, Virginia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, California, and Washington State. Los Angeles County hit a pandemic milestone this weekend. The most populous county in the U.S. has now surpassed one million confirmed cases of COVID-19. And Matt Gillum of member station KCRW reports the county got more bad news. A new variant of the virus has arrived. 
The coronavirus strain B117, which originated in the United Kingdom, is now in L.A. Health officials say this first case of the variant, which is about 50% more contagious than regular COVID, was found in a man passing through the region who's now isolating in Oregon. Experts say it's likely the U.K. strain is already spreading in Southern California. A million confirmed cases of the virus in L.A. means roughly one in ten Angelinos has been infected. However, recent modeling from the county suggests the actual transmission of the virus could be much more widespread, infecting one in three residents. As California expands access to the vaccine, L.A. is still keeping tight restrictions on it as it continues to inoculate frontline health care workers. For NPR News, I'm Matt Gillum. To Pakistan, where drug regulators have approved the use of the Oxford-AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine amid uncertainty about how the country will get a hold of the doses it needs, even though neighboring India is a major manufacturer, the BBC's Joe McGivering has more on the hurdles Pakistan faces. There's the underlying tension between India and Pakistan, the fraught political relationship. At the moment, Pakistan's implying that it hasn't approached India about supplies anyway. Therefore, where else can it look? The possibility of Western countries, perhaps. There are other manufacturers, of course, in other countries. But there's also the Global Vaccine Alliance, which may help out. They're trying to give free doses for about 20% of populations in countries that need it. Pakistan should be on that list. But again, it won't meet all its needs, and the timing of that isn't very clear. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. President Trump, now the first American president to be impeached twice. All of the House Democrats and a record 10 Republicans charging a sitting American president with insurrection against the U.S. government. Just one week after the Capitol storm by those rioters you see right there in Washington, D.C., now on the highest of alerts. More military troops in place to protect the Capitol than are currently deployed in the war zones of Iraq and Afghanistan. Let that sink in. More are there in D.C. than abroad. Donald Trump on track to be the first former president to stand trial in the Senate because the U.S. Senate is on break now. They return on Tuesday, which is the earliest that the House can send the article of impeachment for the Senate to consider. We know the next day is the inauguration. That would be the first day the Senate impeachment trial could begin in earnest. Wesley Beeler is the 31-year-old Front Royal Virginia man who was arrested at an inauguration checkpoint for having a loaded gun and hundreds of rounds of ammo in his truck. More than 24 hours after he was taken in, he's telling WSA 9 it was an accident. I'm not a bad person, and it was just an accident that was made because I forgot to take my time to leave for work and take my firearm out of the truck before I left Virginia. Wheeler says he was on an independent contract with a security company, and the inauguration credential he was given had worked during his previous days on the job. Jacob Anthony Chansley is asking President Donald Trump for a pardon for his part in storming the United States Capitol. An attorney for the man, also known as QAnon Shaman, spoke with CNN, saying his client was not violent, did not cross any police lines, and was there at the invitation of the president. Trump says he won't attend Joe Biden's inauguration, ignoring the traditional peaceful transfer of power. Instead, sources saying that before Biden sworn in, Trump may stage a grand departure ceremony for himself, possibly with a military band, a red carpet, and a 21-gun salute. You can't make this stuff up. Almost. Can he embarrass himself any <laughs> further? I mean, he just... He's, he's embarrassing. Like, cut it out. 
Come on, man. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is January 17th, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Here are the topics that we will be discussing today, once again, January 17th, 2021, right here on the serious side. Good morning and welcome to the last episode of the serious side of the J. Rao Show during the Trump administration. Yes, this is our final show under this nutball, and we're going out with a bang. So, first up. End of an era, E-R-R-O-R. This is the final weekend of the Trump presidency, and we will spend time, like we did with President Obama, looking at the many accomplishments of this president. Things like lying, impeachment, you know, his major accomplishments. We'll talk about them. Begg and Benny, the domestic terrorists, they're now asking their dear leader for a pardon. Well, you can't make this stuff up. And last but certainly not least, we'll be remembering the king. We'll take a look back at the man who stood for everything that Donald Trump doesn't as we celebrate his birthday tomorrow right here in this nation. But as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me bring in the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. And how about yourself this morning? Good morning to you. Good morning, Nesta. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mariana Music. Wow. Good morning, Momo B. Wow. Good morning, Rich Sister. Wow. Good morning, Hawk. And good morning, my brother, Jerome. Boy, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. That's right, Mr. Elias, spreading germs and saying hello to the brothers at the same time. Well, listen, uh, he brought up Vanessa Maybell, usually the one that kicks the show off. She'll be, she's just going to be a tad bit late. You know, she's on CP time this morning, so we'll see her when she gets here. Johnny D is off this morning, and but he will check in, I think, uh, to give us a little bit of a little something-something, give you a taste until next week, but he's going to try to check in. But uh, other words, he's off, and of course, our dear friend and colleague, Jerome Esprit, usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio, but as always, we hold it down at numbers 347 I know I scared a lot of you when I said this is the final show of the serious side of the Trump presidency. This is the last weekend that Nutt is in office. And so, as always, we're going to go out with a bang right here on the show. Without any further ado, let's get into the first topic of the morning. President Trump, now the first American president to be impeached twice. All of the House Democrats and a record 10 Republicans charging a sitting American president with insurrection against the U.S. government. Just one week after the Capitol was stormed by those rioters you see right there in Washington, D.C., now on the highest of alerts. More military troops in place to protect the Capitol than are currently deployed in the war zones of Iraq and Afghanistan. Let that sink in. More are there in D.C. than abroad. 
let that sink in. Twenty thousand troops in our nation's capital uh, for the has been there for the past few days, and they'll continue to be there throughout the inauguration. Uh, we have more troops in our country than we have abroad fighting the various wars. Let's start right there. And Mr. Elias, let me get with you. First of all, this guy was impeached twice. You know, he wants to be different than anyone else. He is. He's the only American president who's been impeached twice for, uh, you know, crimes against the country. Now, let me ask you this, because, you know, the more and more as time go on, more videos are, are flooding in. We're finding out more and more information about this insurrection that happened on January 6th. Do you think, first of all, first of all, give me your thoughts on impeachment. And second, my question to you is, do you actually think this man could be possibly brought up on criminal charges? Because we're seeing a lot of stuff. We're seeing a lot of stuff. A lot of things are starting to come to light. What say you? Well, you know, Jay, first and foremost, uh, what I thought about the impeachment, I thought it was necessary, most definitely. The, ne- the necessary part of it is the fact that if, if you don't set a precedence, if you let this man get away with this, then you don't set a precedence for the next person that does something stupid like this. I mean, what, what, what boundaries do you set if you don't set a precedence and say, hey, look, you know, this, you know what you did was was, was jacked. It was it was it was way way out there. So the bottom line is, yeah, it needed to be done. It most definitely needed to be done. Um, secondly, um, you know, yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's. I think. I don't think he's gonna do any jail time for this. Why? Because you still get Republicans in the Senate, and in and, and you know, in, in the Senate that will. Stand up for them, and they're going. They're going to play the game like they've always played it. So, you know, they won't. You know, they won't. He won't get. A, he won't get enough Republicans on his side to convict him of anything. So, that that's where that stands. So the Republicans don't give a damn about uh, the country. All they care about is what what they what their party looks like. Man, it's not. It's, it's party over country. So let's call it what it is. No, he's not for this one. No. He's not going to be. It's not going to happen because that's that's how they play the game now. You said it's party over country. That's how they play the game. So you don't think? Well, wait a minute now. If he's going to be criminal, criminally charged, Mr. Elias, that didn't have anything to do with the Senate. That didn't have anything to do with Congress. We're talking about him being charged. You know, D.C., the Attorney General in D.C. is already talking about possibly charging him, Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani, and Donald Trump Jr. for inciting a riot. I mean, that's against the law. So, I mean, yeah, we hear you, but come on. Congress can't do anything about that. No, but as far as the impeachment goes, you know, for him to be charged with the impeachment is what I'm talking about. You know, nah. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Well, you don't think they're going to convict him of? You don't think he's going to be convicted on the impeachment? You think that basically what's going to happen is is that they're going to let him just you know they're going to vote down mm-hmm. party lines? Even though you have Senator Murkowski uh, from Alaska saying that he deserved to be impeached, you have Mitt Romney who's saying he should be gone. I think Ben Sass that he was seriously considerate, and you also have. Um, uh, uh, Liz Cheney, who says, "Look, I'm 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 down with it. He needs to be impeached." But it takes mm-hmm. what 16 senators to uh, impeach this guy? Yeah, I, I can't remember yeah. the number. I think okay. it is 16. So, so yeah, no, it's not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen. And Mitch McConnell uh, said that he may take a look at it. Now, let me ask you this question, because this is the thing that, you know, is, we is talk about people. Mitch McConnell's huh? playing games. Mitch McConnell's playing games. He's, come on. Mitch McConnell, he's, he's testing the water to see how that water's looking. And if that water's murky and it's going to mess with him, he's going to back off of it. Come on. you gotta, you got to see Mitch McConnell for who he is, man. Seriously. <laughs> well, I hear you, but, but but here's the other part of that, Mr. Elias. The fact that Mitch McConnell is saying, we talk about Republicans playing games. This is what we say all the time. Well, well, listen, why can't you say Democrats are playing games? Nancy Pelosi was asked, when will she send over the impeachment papers? Now, you know, if you're, now listen, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Because this is the kind of stuff that pisses me off. Now, oh, we need to immediately impeach this man. Because of what he's doing. You know, we don't give a damn if he has seven days in office. He needs to go down. But wait a minute. When they ask you when you're going to send the papers over, oh, well, I'm not telling you that. Isn't that political games as well? Isn't she playing mm-hmm. games as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I told you, I, when we had that conversation privately, I told you Democrats are weak, man. I told you that. They're very weak. And they don't, they don't, they, 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 they cow, they touch and step it, man. I'm sorry, Democrats are weak. They're very weak. The Republicans, they'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to do it, and they put forth the effort to do it. Democrats, no, mm-mm. No, if it ain't popular, if it ain't popular with them, they, no, nah, mm-mm, no, we can't do it. I'm telling you. It's, well, it's, it's considered it's, hypocrisy. That's what it's considered, because it's like, you know, on one hand, it's like when, when, uh, when uh, Bill Clinton was impeached, you know, you had, you know, you can play clips from both parties. Everybody plays politics. It's just, you know, if your team is going to be the one. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's get out to the phone lines now. This guy that we're about to bring in now, you know, we say he's a caller, but this guy was really the second voice that you actually heard on this network. Uh, uh, you know, Bobby G. In the place to be was a guy that uh, was one of the original hosts on the serious side, and so uh, let's go ahead and bring him in because you know the thing about Bobby G is that you know we talk politics all the time, and at the end of the day, he's calling me. You know, he's mad. He's 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 you know he's tuned in to what's going on now, and so he's always calling me mad and upset. I said, hey man, won't you say some of that vigor for the show? So. Here's one of the original hosts from the serious side, my boy Bobby G in the place to be. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Bobby G in the place to be, man. What's happening with you? Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? So, um, I, I just joined in and just heard the last little um, uh, conversation that, that you and um, Mr. Les was having, and um, actually the number of Republicans is 17. That's what they need. Is it 17? Um, okay, uh, so 17 just needed to impeach him. Okay, got it. 17, so uh, they have 10, um, and to your point, we don't know what Mitch McConnell's really going to do, but really the question is is this, um, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, do people really want to be, uh, do they really want history to record that they were in line with an insurrectionist? That's the question. 
Do you think that matters, though? I mean, think about it. Do, do you honestly think that matters yeah. when you look at what they've done? You know, people always say, well, oh, history's going to paint this particular brush on this individual. Who gives a damn? You know why? Because guess what? They're going to go back to their rich farms. They're going to go back to their rich lifestyles. They don't give a damn about history. Do you honestly think they give a damn about history? I, I, I think that it plays a part. Um, to your point, some of them not so much, but some of them, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who? They, who? I, I don't think name, that, name two. You can't name oh, two. Well, name well, two well, people well, who's well, considered. Well, well, na- uh, no, I, no, that I can't do. That, that, I, that I can't do, but I would have to believe. I, I want to believe. I mean, we're talking, uh, I, I'm an African-American male who served his country um, uh, in, in the military, who, who supported the flag, who still supports the flag, and, and people, I, I mean, I just, I just want to believe, I just want to believe that there are, there are people out here, you know, like me, like you, like Mr. Elias, that um, want to believe that people are going to, to do the right thing, and, and what we saw, what we saw on January the 6th was not the right thing. Um, what what it did to January 6th did do um, is really really um, expose what we already thought and what we what we believe that man race I mean, I mean there, there are, are, are people man that came out um, the, the KKK they're not wearing they're not wearing hoods anymore they're CEOs they're doctors mm-hmm. they're nurses. They're, 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 they're military and retired military people. Um, man, this is ugly. And, and, and actually, and I want to, I just want to throw this piece in there. On, on the show last week, I believe it was Jerome that brought up uh, Justice Clarence uh, Thomas. Does anybody know that his wife is way right wing? So, so, yeah. so, think, think about how deep this is in our country that we have. A, 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 a wife of a Supreme Court justice that supports way right wing nationalists. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as to say as white supremacists, but we know that they're in line with the with, with right wing. Um, we we are in deep kimchi. We we are in deep deep kimchi, and I don't know how we get out get out of it. Do you guys have an idea how we get out of this? Well, uh, listen. I, I don't listen. I don't think we can. Let me tell you why. Because you know, and I said this before, and I know folks who listen to the show say, "Oh my God, here he goes again." I said it once, and I'll say it three hundred times if I have to. I always said that the election of President Obama is going to show something. And what it shows to what it has shown to me is is that you know these people have been lying and dormant. And they've been waiting for a portal to exercise their bigotry, their hatred, and their racism. And Donald Trump came alone and opened up that portal from that world. So now they are out there. They are here. 74 million people voted for him after four years of his track record. So you can't tell me that all 74 million or even half of those people are saying, well, his policies is what really did it. No. Oh, we no, have no, a no, problem agree. in this I country. And, and I'm telling you now, it's going to be years. Genera- I think this is a generational issue, Mr. Elias, me personally. Yes. 
it, it, it's been a generational issue. It hasn't gone anywhere. No, no, but I think, but no, 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 but 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 what, but what Gil said, his the prompt here's what what well, Bobby, what Bobby G said was this, is that how do we get to the end of it? That's the question on the table. And my thing is, this particular situation, it's going to be a generational issue to resolve. I don't see how this is not going to be resolved in four years of of uh, Joe Biden, especially when you have people running around saying that he's an illegitimate president. It ain't going to happen. So can I interject? Can I interject on that piece Absolutely. right there? To, to, to yes, your sir. point, um, Jay, when you said um, basically there is no end in sight, that, that, that is correct. Because there is reporting out there now that people, there are some of the Trump supporters that feel betrayed because he has said, I don't want any violence. You know, I, I condemn law and order, even though we know he's talking out of both sides of his neck. Oh, yeah. But there are there are part of his uh, his supporters that are now saying, "Hey man, get out of the way," because now you've let us you've let us through this portal and we ain't going back. So I I, I agree I, I agree to your point. I don't know how we get back. The tube the tube is out of the toothpaste. How do you get it back in? <laughs> you know you you, yeah. you, you, you can't. Um, I, I sent you an article uh, just yesterday where um, the the um, the uh, Texas real estate uh, lady from uh, down in your part of the country, mm-hmm. you know, videotaped. Yep. She took a private jet um, and, and, and said they were going to storm the Capitol. She's now asking for a pardon because she says, and I quote, my president told me to come to D.C. and storm the Capitol. Yep, you did, and we're definitely, that's coming up next topic. Now, yeah, you, you jump ahead of the game a little bit, but you're right about that. We're going to talk about that next segment. You are absolutely correct about some of the stuff that is going on with this insurrection and the fact that Donald Trump now he's standing up in front of the American people saying, oh, you know, we, we want peace. And, and you know, but, but, like, but look, once again, the genie's out the bottle. The toothpaste is out of the tube. You know, the portal is open. Get out the way. You know, my man uh, Ludacris, move, D, get out the way. It's time for them to get busy. That's what's going on right now. Get out the way. You've given us the opportunity to show who we are. We're going to show you. Let's get out to the phone lines. Gil, hang out if you can. 347-850-1272. Let's bring in Jackie. Jackie, good morning. Welcome to the serious side. What say you? Uh, she says nothing. I hear nothing but but radio static. Jackie, okay, we'll give Jackie an opportunity to get that fixed. All right. So um, you know. So anyway. So here we are. He's been impeached twice. Let me ask you the question, Bobby G. That I asked uh, Miss Delias before you got on. Uh, do you think uh, this guy will be criminally charged uh, after his tenure is over in the White House? Um, I, I believe the answer to that is yes. Um, I believe that uh, Mitch McConnell is letting it play out the way that that it's playing out. So when it happens, Mitch McConnell can say, "Hey, man, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't, wasn't a, a Republican Senate; it was a Democratic Senate." I, it, it's going to happen. Uh, I, I just think that. Whoa, when you start whoa, 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 whoa. Let me let me ask. Whoa, 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 let me ask you. I, I don't want to lose my thought. I wanna, I'm going to let you finish. But you said something that I thought was intriguing. You said Mitch McConnell. I'm saying criminally, criminally charged. Now, you know, listen. After he's out of office, I'm talking about being charged by federal, state, uh, uh, law. You know, state officials. I mean, oh, I'm talking oh, about law. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not talking oh, about okay. what's happening because once I'm he's gone, he's gone. Yeah. Well, no, well, that, that, yeah. that, there's going to be a Senate trial um, even after he's out of office. So I thought that you were talking about that. But if you're talking about um, his dealings with um, uh, the state of New York, yes, absolutely. They can't oh, yeah. wait. I, I, yeah, they, I think, they, they I can't think wait. New York is going to get him. Yeah. They, 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 they can't wait. They, they, they <laughs> can't wait. Um, and I believe that there was a part of him that, that knows um, it's coming. And and why, you know, I, I mean, a, a, apart from his narcissism, um, there was a part mm-hmm. of him that, listen, they coming. Um, I need more time, so I need four more years. Um, New York is coming, so yes, I, I, I do think so, yes. Hmm. I mean, Interesting. 347 Go ahead, Gil. Sorry to me to cut you off. Go ahead. So, so, so to, to, to finish my thought about um, as, as you start looking how – um, major companies are starting to distance themselves from him. That's the that's the beginning of the end. You know, you're going to have people that's going to ride or die with him. I get it, but but these mainstream large companies, yeah, they they try they trying to dis- they trying to distance themselves. IEA, the, yep. I mean, let's let's look at let's look at what the NFL did. Let's look at what the NBA did. Um, the PGA. You know, just um, uh, announced that they they are going to uh, not hold uh, uh, a major golf tournament at at his um, Bedminster um, golf course. So people are jumping off that ship. There are some people they gonna stay till it goes down. They going down with the captain. But there are, are plenty of people um, that are jumping off that ship. You're right about that. Let's let's see. Can we get Jackie back in here? I think she's fixed that. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome into the show. What say you? Okay, can you hear me better now? Yes, we, we can, can hear you. Okay. It's not even better. We can hear you. Last time we can oh, hear okay. nothing. But go right. ahead, Jack. Well, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, you know, are both sides playing a game? And I can concur yeah. with that because, mm-hmm. hello, if they took the first impeachment seriously, <laughs> hello. We wouldn't have had a whole bunch of other troubles that we had up to this point. When you say, well, let me ask you something. When you say if they took it seriously, you're, well, I'm talking about first, what I mean. What, when I, when I, yeah, yeah, exactly, Jackie. What, what I would, yeah, I know, I get it. Wait, wait a minute, let me say this real quick because I want clarity before we before I let you continue. You're right, absolutely correct about that. My question was how Democrats are playing politics as well. Because the poli- if you if you want to use the first impeachment as an example, the Democrats were very serious. The Republicans were voting along public, I mean, voting along party lines. But but go ahead, finish your thought. But yeah, it's all a game. Like you said, they, you know, they. Straddling now, like you said, it, you're right. It's all a game. It's like they both both sides playing one big game. Yeah, because you can't give me the the, the urgency of now to say that oh we have to do this even though because see people yeah. are saying and let me let me reach back to you on this one, uh, Gil. Uh, people are saying that uh, well you know what difference does it make? Why should we even go through the process of trying to impeach this man when he only has X amount of days in office? And the Democrats are saying, well, wait a minute, because he is a clear and present danger. He has to be removed now. Now, if you're going to say that out of one side of your mouth, you can't come back on the other side of your mouth and say, well, well, wait a minute, we don't know when we're going to send the impeachment papers over now. 
let me let me give uh, let, let, let's give uh, Nancy Pelosi the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's saying, look, because the inaugural once she sends it over, I guess according to the bylaws of Congress that they have to enact on it within X amount of hours. Which if they, you know, according to Mitch McConnell, he can't get it done until January 19th, which that's a bunch of BS. Because when they wanted to get those damn judges, uh, justices across the finish line, they, they brought everybody back mm-hmm. in Congress and they did it in eight days. Shut the hell up. So yeah. we're not believing and, that nonsense. But at the end and, of the day, and, and, and they you, called them back on the weekend. <laughs> exactly. So now, so 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 the nineteenth. So so Mitch McConnell said, "Look, the nineteenth, uh, we'll be back in session." And so I guess Pelosi is saying that we send it over the 19th. They got to do it on the 20th, which is inauguration day. So I don't know. Maybe that's what she means, but I don't know. I just don't want it to be. I don't want it, want politics to settle into this. Don't say one thing out of one side of your mouth and then come back and say something else. Go ahead, Gil. What say you? Um, again, um, I think it's. I think it's just. It's it. You know, Mitch McConnell, you know, saying, hey, the soonest we can get this done is the 19th. And everything that you just said prior to that about the judges is all true. So we know that if if they were if if Mitch McConnell was serious um, about this, then, you know, he could have called the Senate in. So to me, uh, again, this is just this is just a, a Bobby Gism. Listen, I think that I think that Mitch is going to, um, you know, vote to impeach. Um, but again, you know, history will record that it, it, it wasn't the Republican wow. Senate, you know, that that, that did it. I mean, I don't think you will. I don't think. I don't think you will either. All right, hold that thought. We, we want because we, we're going to talk about it all. Morning. Y'all hold that thought. All right, listen. This morning, uh, we're going to do. I'm going to announce a program change. Usually at this time, we hear on. A, I'm not on, not on a need to know basis. Uh, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. Um, but we're going to push that back to the second segment, and, and I'll tell you why. So this morning, we're going to step out take a quick break. On the other side, Jerome's in the house. We're going to hear from him. Uh, we're going to keep the party going. Uh, it's the last edition of The Serious Side, the last episode of The Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show during the Trump administration. And, boy, I tell you what, after the show, you may hear some damn uh, wine bottles popping in the background because this is a happy day, this is a happy day, this is a happy day. We'll step out. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show. Has the leader of your party incited a violent riot in the hallowed halls of your nation's capital? We're here to help. Presenting... The Liar's Guide to Mendacious Hypocrisy. Volume 3, How to Grandstand. While last week you feared for your life, today you're queasy with the sense that you might need to do something. But with our simple Trump-proven system, you won't have to do anything at all. Step 1, ignore everything you've ever said or done in the past and condemn the behavior you encouraged as recently as your last tweet. We've condemned all the violence all the time. Step two, blame the other side. Democrats have spent all this time endorsing and enabling violent riots. Where's the accountability for the left? Trump supporters harassed wherever they are, in restaurants, on the street. Remember that time Sarah Huckabee Sanders was politely asked to leave a local restaurant? That was basically as bad as armed Nazis storming the Capitol. Step three, if you have to tell a lie, tell a lot of them, all at once. The president who cut taxes, the president who reduced regulations, the president prior to COVID had the greatest economy, lowest unemployment in 50 years, and who built the wall. Whoa, oh list wasn't long enough? Stall for time with
with a history of aviation. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, in 1903. 44 years later, Chuck Yeager breaks the sound barrier. 22 years after that, another American steps on the moon. Step five. If all else fails, just yell real loud. Loud enough for the president to hear you and pardon you before the FBI arrives for a friendly chat. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time put them out. Fire, there will be order in the house. I yield back. Well, that's all for now. Join us next time when we'll bring you tips for dealing with the House Ethics Inquiry. Vibration is extremely high. I'm feeling, I'm feeling cool. I'm feeling like snow on a hot day. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling fabulous, fantastic, big. You know, I'm smiling. You know, I'm singing. I'm singing like the birds. I'm up early to get the worm. You feel me? Slicker than a perm. Too clean. Don't stand next to me if you ain't got it. I.
smack in 347-850-1272. J. Rouse Show, serious edition of the J. Rouse Show. Welcome back in. As we continue to uh, celebrate the last show of the Trump administration, this is the last show, the final episode. I tell you, man, this is a beautiful day. Let me reach out to the phone lines. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, man, good morning, man. What say you, brother? Got two minutes. What's happening with you? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, all the two days ago, all the UFO documents were uh, declassified, and I think a major psychological operation is coming to uh, the world because they're tired of uh, people talking about Jesus as things things get worse on the earth. So I think they're going to open up the garage doors to Area 51. And they're going to try to make it seem like this animal-human hybrid is your god as a deception to deceive you, see, 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 to get you to see, stop. See, what, see, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you're not talking about anything. Steve, I tell you what. Let me, what are you talking about, Steve? You, do, you, do you want to talk about the impeachment or what's happening? Come on, brother. Talk, work with me, man. What's going on here? Well, well, well. well. I just wanted to go over that deception, but Bill Gates okay. bought enough land to equal 18 states, so people be on the lookout. People are keeping an eye out for artificial famine coming to the country. Uh, more and more people are talking about famine uh, than I've ever heard talk about famine, but Bill Gates bought enough land. But Jeff Bezos is also buying enough land as well, so people are on the lookout for artificial inflation so they can start to blame them for buying up a lot of land. So that's also going on as well. Regarding Trump... All right, i tell you what I'm going to do, right Steve. Steve what I, listen, don't go anywhere. I'm going to exchange information with you. I want to see some of the stuff you're talking about, man. So you hold on. I want to get personal contact information because I want to talk to you after the show. So don't go anywhere. And uh, I want to exchange it. information because I, I need to see some of the stuff you, you, you're talking about, brother. I really need to do so. Hold on. Don't go nowhere, man. I want to get some information from you. 347 That's our colleague, Steve. All right. Let's get us to the next topic of the morning. My man, Steve. Jacob Anthony Chansley is asking President Donald Trump for a pardon for his part in storming the United States Capitol. An attorney for the man also known as QAnon Shaman spoke with CNN, saying his client was not violent, did not cross any police lines, and was there at the invitation of the president. Chansley told the FBI a note he left for Vice President Mike Pence saying, quote, it's only a matter of time, justice is coming, was not a threat. Federal prosecutors want to keep him in detention, saying he is a flight risk, suffers from mental illness, and is a regular drug user. Before being arrested, Chansley told the FBI he wanted to return to Washington for the inauguration protest. So this is something that Bobby G brought up in the last segment, but before we continue any further, the smartest man in the world is in the house, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit, uh, the man who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. Man, what's going on, Jerome? How you doing on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning, the last weekend, the last Sunday of the Trump presidency? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's going on, man? Welcome right, on. right. I, hey, I'm good, man. I'm got to see you feeling good, so we're all good. Today. I'm feeling good, man. I should play some James Brown up in this thing, boy. I'm feeling good. All right. I'm telling you. We're we're good. We're good on this end. 
So, so Joe, let me ask you something. Yes, oh, go ahead, man. Say hello to your peeps, your boy, what and uh, yeah, the LES is in the house. What up? What up? What up? Hey, hey, Joe, I, I got to ask you this, man. Uh, listen, do you think? I mean, look, you're starting to see more and more. You know, here's a here's a, here's a number that just knocked me off my feet when I heard this. It, and I'm not talking Stevie Wonder knock off my feet. In three in in a week. They arrested over 14,000 Black Lives Matter protesters during the summer months. Mm-hmm. And they've arrested less than 150 terrorists that stormed the Capitol. Let those numbers settle in for a second. Think 17,000. For people who were demonstrating against the unlawful actions of police, against their citizens, a country's citizens, shooting unarmed black men, and you had armed people storm the Capitol, and less than 200 people have been arrested today. Jerome, man, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Go ahead, man. Unbelievable. Well, it is no different than uh, if you go to archives, <laughs> stuff that I've been saying before. I mean, it, the, the privilege of uh, the privilege that white folks have in this country is is um, is crazy, and it's one of the things that when I watch this stuff, I'm amused by it. The only one of the reasons why I'm amused by it is because anybody who's shocked, I actually don't listen to. So if I, if I see somebody on TV talk about this ain't who we are or I feel shocked, I'm like, okay, I, I know who not to ever listen to again. Because it's not just the hypocrisy in it. It's the fact that some people are blind to their own biases. And when if you are shocked by this, knowing, especially if you listen to this program, you're shocked by it is a whole other story. But... It is why the news stories I do, I choose them because it's to unlock your um, your 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 illusion or your disbelief into what's right in front of you. Because we we in this country put white folks on a pedestal, and I I have no clue why, honestly. But I know it's marketing. So when you see this, and you got you have people coming out of there talking about. Uh, this one one woman said, um, "I can't believe they're pepper spraying us. We're patriots, right? Yep. They're supposed to pepper spray Black Lives Matter." And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the people who are peacefully protest, you're okay with them being pepper sprayed, but y'all can break in some place and break the law, and y'all not supposed to be. And she's serious. It's a heart attack. Them fools don't know. And I just look at them like they're crazy. So especially black people go in there, it's like they want to be, you know, take the company side and say, you know, it's about it's about being patriotic and this and that. If they can't see it, I, I feel sorry for them. But these fools, everybody else, I just look at them like they're crazy. It's amusing. <laughs> so now l- l- let me ask you this, and and, and let me start with uh, Mr. Elias on this one. So Mr. Elias, how does this affect the Biden's agenda? Because Biden has been calm, cool, and collective 
but he's going into office where, you know, I think 43% of Republicans think that he's an illegitimate president. Let that number sink in. How does he get his agenda going? Because Donald Trump ain't going no damn where, not until they put handcuffs on him. So, so, so what say you in regards to that, Mr. Elliott? Just go in and, and, and if, if you got control of the Senate and you got control of the Congress, go in and handle your business. Do like the Republicans do. Steamroll over. And you and put your foot in Joe Manchin's ass and tell him if he don't get on board. You know, he ain't getting on board. You know, He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem, but you need to, you need to find somebody. And to, to get in his ass, you need to find something on him because it's it is easy to find something on him that he's doing wrong. And you, you threaten him just like they do everybody else. Because you know, how did how did how did how did Trump get Lindsey uh, Lindsey Graham and uh, Ted Cruz in order? Come on, man. Come well, on. he didn't get him in order. What he what he did was he, here's the thing. You know the fact that they took away okay. Twitter and Facebook. Bobby G. I mean, they have really decapitated this guy. This guy, you know, he's running around here like, I can't, he has to make these crazy videos that that they have to try to find someone else's Twitter account to put it on. He has the the POTUS 46 Twitter handle. I'm not sure if they took that one away or not. But, But this guy is a man with no country. And so now we're hearing, and I want to get your perspective on this, because you wore the, the, this nation's uniform. Now we're hearing that the military is not going to give him the hell to the... They're not going to give him a hell of farewell. The president of the United States, they're not giving him a hell of farewell. What's the you, um, Yeah. Um, wow. I, I, think, um, I think that speaks volumes. That, that should say a lot to a lot of people. Um, as we know, um, you served, I served, um, and we all served under a, um, a commander in chief. Um, and for the military to stay, we're not going to send off um, this commander in chief. That, that speaks volumes. That, that speaks volumes. And, and me, um, as a veteran that served the country, you know, um, uh, it, it speaks to me. It, it speaks to me and say that, you know, we, we, we move on. Um, and put this guy in the rearview mirror. Yeah, but 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 think about the unprecedented that it sets, uh, Jerome. The fact that you have people, you have military people saying, "Look, if this guy gives us an order, we're, we're not going to to." to uh, listen, I understand. You know, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. But my goodness, man, what type of effect will this have on the presidency moving forward? You have military commanders. Let me tell you something. You know, serving in the military, that's a no-no. The commander-in-chief is the commander-in-chief. You have military service, uh, military leaders saying, look, if he tries to call a nuclear attack, we're just going to tell him to kick rocks. What? The president of the United States? Kick rocks? We're not going to do a hell of farewell for the commander-in-chief? Oh my God! I mean, what type of long-term effect that this going to have, not only on this country but the presidency itself? Because he's made a mockery out of it. He's given freaking Nunes and all these guys presidential freedom awards, the highest civilian medal you can award someone. He's given it to his his freaking stooges. Yes, prior, you have previous winners saying, look, I don't want the damn thing. You have debased this thing. It don't mean nothing now. 
You know, I don't, I don't even know where to go with that. Jay, listen, the the whole thing with nobody listening to him, first of all, he's unfit, right? They always knew he was unfit, but right now he started wigging out and he creates, he committed a crime against the country. So they're stripping him without impeaching him. So they're showing how they can neuter someone even if they're in command, right? And so I remember earlier in the week, everyone saying, oh, he got his, you know, um, hand on the nuclear codes and all that. That's not how the nuclear codes work. It is not one person that just go fire these pieces and you can get up out of here. You need, you need not only to, to do that, you need people simultaneously um, enacting the order and all that other stuff. There's, there's, there are, um, there's a checklist that goes on. So if any one of those people in that chain does not follow that command, it is, it's not going to happen. So what's going on right now is Mitch McConnell and those guys are, and this is actually smart by him, they, find, they finally um, did something that makes sense. What they're doing is they're sending out signals and they're floating all of this stuff and they're saying to mm-hmm. Trump that it's a threat. So since they know he's still, he's still president for the next couple of days, they're telling him if you do anything, we're impeaching you immediately. So it's just a threat to keep him in line more than it is um, if they impeach him because if they impeach him, um, once that process starts, he may just wig out for the last couple of hours before they actually vote, and he could pr- pretty much do anything. And they can't really take it back. Just like the whole pardoning, he might pardon Giuliani. He could just start doing wild shit, letting Charles Manson out. Uh, Charles Manson out. Like he could do, you know what I mean? He could drop federal charges on him, try to give him a pardon. Like so, you don't know what he would do. So they're using that threat. Um, but it's going to be on the Democrats to actually get him impeached because it is true that he does not need to have a government pension. He doesn't need to have an office staff. He doesn't really need to have Secret Service. He cannot use the government resources against the government. So they are going to impeach him. If there's nothing else that we learned in this civics lesson is that white folks, y'all can talk about black folks, Y'all can lock little Mexican kids in cages. You can separate them from their parents. And you can build a wall. But there's one thing you cannot do in this country, and that is to go against the government. So that's why right now you have militias coming out to the federal government saying, we wasn't there. We're not following QAnon. Militia people are taking the TV talking about we wasn't there. And the reason why is they can use the same law that they wrangle black people up. So you know what the FBI is going to do? If one of your militia members was in the Capitol, they're raiding your compound. And they're going to take their time to do it. But they just gave them permission to go start wrangling up all the fringe white folks up in this country that was in that Capitol. Because they don't really need warrants no more. They got them on camera. If you walk in the Capitol and didn't realize that your cell phone is a doggone low jack, you're a dumbass. Right? Because they know everybody who's in there. They know everybody. They got facial recognition software that can see through masks. But you're about to find that out really quickly. Right? So the stuff that we talk about on this program, you're about to see technology go to work like nobody's business. They don't need a warrant anymore. 
You broke a law. You broke a federal law on federal property. They don't need to actually go to your state laws and your appeal to their common decency. So all these white folks who are claiming the president told us to do it, that old saying, that um, ignorance of the law statement, that's going to kick in. <laughs> you get oh, yeah. It's not a defense. But they're yeah, trying yeah, it. It's amazing. Yeah, they, they, they are. Oh, well, you know. But, but see, but listen to that language. And this is the reason why he was impeached. These people are saying that, you know, the lady who got on her private plane, the president, we're following the orders of our president. How can you sit here and, and, and charge us? Our president told us to go to the Capitol. So these idiots... Are, all they're doing is strengthening the case of impeachment against them because they're they're saying exactly what the articles of impeachment are saying. This guy incited a riot. Period. That's exactly and, and right. it's amazing how dumb they are and, and how ridiculous that they are. You brought up Rudy Giuliani. I want to want to play a couple of clips from him, but before that, we haven't heard from Jackie. Jackie, what say you in regards to this this topic, the subject matter? Yeah, because, I mean, Jay, all the stuff you were talking about with the military, you're answering your own question. He's done everything in his power to abuse and misuse the military. Hmm. See, they Black wow. Lives, see, National Guard, they just sick, sick them on Black Lives Matter. Where were they on the day of the Capitol? See, they there now, but where were they on the day of the Capitol? Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he that had to be an order coming down. They they just can't show up. Somebody got to tell them, hey, you know, you got to deploy. Well, they sure weren't trying to deploy them, were they? No, they weren't. But here's something else, so, Jack, I mean, you bring, which is an interesting topic, which is an interesting subject here you brought up, and this is something that we can throw around here. The fact that when there, think about this for a second, when there is an insurrection going on, when there is a storming of the Capitol, you're supposed to take all these military, I mean, take all the head of our government and put them in secure bunkers. So, so why wasn't Trump whisked whisk away and put into a bunker when this was going down? He was sitting in the tent watching the festivities. That's why people are yeah. saying that this, this thing is deeper than a lot of folks think. And they think this is an inside the- job. Huh? Some of the police taking selfies with the with the protesters. See, that's very telling. Yeah. Black yeah. Lives yeah. Matter, Capitol. I mean, it, I mean, very telling. They're gonna sick us, but hey, go ahead and steal lectures and and take selfies and and wave your Confederate flags up in the place. Yeah. Just the significance of the fact that you saw the Confederate flag in the Capitol, and I think they gave a number that we hadn't, that flag hadn't been in the Capitol space in, I don't know, hundreds of years. And so you have some Yahoo walking through carrying the, the Confederate yeah, flag. Yeah, they now, were like, you know, welcome uh, home, Confederate flag. Welcome home. <laughs> and and, and, so and now, unceremoniously, <laughs> that, that, that guy um, was from Delaware, un, unceremoniously. Did they find him? Did they arrest that guy? Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Okay. Good. Because I, I, I knew they were looking for a lot of them, so they, so they oh. did arrest them. Now, 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 before we go to break, now, you know, um, Jerome, you brought up Giuliani, and, and so this is, you know, you talk about a band of misfits, you know, with with, with friends like Giuliani, who, who needs enemies. So this past week, while the Capitol was under siege, 
people were being killed and dying. The president was having a watch party, watching the festivities with his buddies. And while he was watching the festivities, one of his other buddies was still working the phones, trying to figure out a way to get the election for Donald Trump. Here's Rudy Giuliani. Mistakenly, this guy, I mean, he, he see now, he calls someone else's cell phone, and he, and he leaves this message. Listen, and we'll talk on the other side. Senator Tuberville, or I should say Coach Tuberville, this is Rudy Giuliani, President's lawyer. I'm calling you because I want to discuss with you how they're trying to rush this hearing and how we need you, our Republican friends, to try to just slow it down so we can get these legislatures to get more information to you. And uh, I know they're they're uh, reconvening at 8 tonight. But the only strategy we can follow is to object to numerous states and raise issues so that we get ourselves into tomorrow, ideally until the end of tomorrow. I know McConnell is doing everything he can to rush it, which is kind of a kick in the head because it's one thing to oppose us. It's another thing not to give us a fair opportunity to contest it. He wants to try to get it down to three, only three states that we contest. There are 10 states that we contest, not three. So if, if you could object to every state and along with a congressman, get a hearing for every state. I know we would delay you a lot, but it would give us the opportunity to get the legislators who are very, very close to pulling their votes, particularly after what McConnell did today. It angered them because they had written letters asking that you guys adjourn and send them back the questionable ones, and they'll fix them up. So if I'm, this phone number I'm available on all night, and it would be an honor to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> so this, this C-Now dude leaves a voicemail message on the wrong phone. But you know what? That's not, this is not unusual. You guys remember this Jim from Giuliani a few, a few years back? Did you t- ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? No, actually I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians for the benefit of Hillary Clinton, for which there already is a court finding. You never asked anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, dismissed the case against Antac. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. (laughs) No, I didn't ask him to look into Joe Biden. I asked him to look into the allegations that related to my client, which tangentially involved Joe Biden in a massive bribery scheme. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Elias, man, you know what, uh, dude, really? I mean, these are the types of people that are advising this idiot. Oh, my God. Wow. What's the you know? <laughs> Before we get out of here. And, uh, look, we're doing out of here man. Come on, man. Uh, this, this guy's a clown. That guy is, uh, is strictly a clown, man. And, and, oh, and, and you, 
could tell when he was trying to protect this man, and he tried to get him at the Four Seasons, and he got and he got him at the Four Seasons lawn care. <laughs> this is who he is, man. He's a clown. Oh, so that's, man, wow. you know, it is what it is, man. It's just, it's, it's not no different than what's been going on all along. It's no different. Oh, you know, and the Trump presidency has been this way the whole time. Just like you said earlier, people just love the fact that this man is a racist, and they they, they can speak what they because I hear it all the time at my job. He, he says what, what's on everybody's mind. Why don't you say what's on your mind? Be a man. Stand up and speak what's up on your mind. Or don't 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 let nobody else speak for you. Speak up for yourself. That's how you. That's how you know they're cowards, man. They're nothing but cowards. <laughs> you know, I tell you so. So. Well, well, so so as we so as we close out the Trump presidency, um, you know, I just want to the one thing I I don't even know if I should even ask this question because I'm not even sure people want to remember anything about this thing. This guy, I mean, this guy is uh, he will go down. Well, let me ask Jerome because Jerome is a, you know he's a political strategist. Let, let me ask you this, man: Do you think this guy was? You know, I know this may be a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think that he was worse than George W. Bush? Worse? Okay. George W. Bush is like looking like George W. Washington. Like, that dude is looking. Everybody's looking at him different. That's the best thing that could actually happen to George Bush. Is that somebody like Trump is there? Because again, uh, for me, it is actually amusing to watch everybody scramble and lie in everybody's face. I remember uh, when, matter of fact, I remember when he took office. Within the first few shows that we did that year, I remember you saying to me that um, I seem calmer because Trump is in office than I was prior, and here's why. Is that I don't have to yell because all of that benefit of the doubt that people was giving them fools, they were blowing through it, right? They were being blatant. They were lying to everyone's face. And right now what's going on in the Republican Party, those fools are going to fall out. Because it was somebody like Rad Paul that said that yeah, if God. they both teach him that um, they're gonna have a, a, a revolution or revolt in the Republican Party, like like yeah. any of us care, right? It's, right, and I right, don't like exactly. The fact that we always reframe. White folks are clever in marketing, and we always change our words to reflect what their thoughts are. For example, we we keep saying stuff like um, comparing them fools to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is not a damn racist organization, and it is not violent. Rioters are rioters. But just because they go to a rally, you're blaming black people. So white folks are saying, well, they do this to Black Lives Matter. And now black people uh, are repeating that. So what happens in people's minds is they're always equating black people to violence, and we don't even have none of that stuff. But that's how clever marketing is. And so we need to stop doing that. You know what I mean? And so even as I watch this, I watch how they keep trying to bring us into the narrative, right? Just to be like, mm-hmm. well, look at Antifa. It's like, wait a minute. And anybody with common sense should say to themselves, what is Antifa? 
It's anti-fascist. Yeah, yeah. Well, I ask that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, well, I've never seen any of them. Yeah. Right. So what is Antifa? Anti-fascist. They're calling them violent. But if the fascists are the people who stormed the Capitol and the anti-people are technically patriots in comparison to what these dudes are doing. So when I watch this, it's like, wait a minute. Oh, we thought they was Antifa. Oh, yeah, right. They were against um, fascists and neo-Nazi and Proud Boys and stuff, and we should hate them? Are you crazy? All of y'all are violent. Just own it. So don't let them sidetrack all of you on the news when you start hearing them throw stuff out because they're just throwing stuff out there to muddy the water. And we need to stop doing that, too. As black folks, we need to stop carrying their water because this is hilarious if you look at it on... Just watch it like a movie. Because this don't even involve black folks. So let them sit there and fight because the the trailer park-ish um, um, neo-Nazi clan people have tried to take all the other white folks for a ride. Because what happened during, during um, after the Civil War, during the resurrection of the Klan, they actually, the white folks who remained silent became complicit in all the atrocities that they were doing to everybody else. So what happens is that the racist white folks that are doing this now are surprised that the white folks who normally keep quiet is saying something to them. Right? But we need to let them throw them fools in jail. Right? Because they're, they're blue lives matter until the police are standing in front of them and they're pulling guns and beating them on the head with pipes. Black people get shot with their hands in the air. And they're surprised that white folks are getting um, arrested. People are losing their jobs. They're shocked. And it really is shocking to them. So, again, enjoy the moment, black people, because the focus will change. And every law that they enact to get these white folks, they're going to turn around and use on us. I guarantee it. Well, boy, look at you preaching the gospel this morning. Uh, Let me uh, swing around to uh, you, uh, Bobby G, man, while we still have you up in this piece. Uh, You know, once again, and for those who may just be tuning in, Bobby G was actually the second voice you ever heard on the TGRS radio network. This is is one of the original guys on the original show. So, um, you know, when we talk about what we've seen this past week uh, when it's all said and done a year from now what will, you, what will be your thoughts on this a year from now give me give me what you're thinking in the future man how you look up on this time during American history this last two weeks of a Trump presidency um, wow um, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a, a difficult question um, but uh, I guess if I, if I was pressed for an answer I would say that um Man, uh, it, 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 it's just kind of more the same. Um, when I say more the same, I mean um, for the life of me, for the life of me, I just can't, I just can't wrap my mind around, um, you know, anyone um, that would still be a supporter um, after what we saw on, on January the sixth. Um, you know, and and maybe a year from now, um, as the layers are, are peeled back. Um, and, and we get more information. Um, I mean, you know, there's you know, there's talks of how this thing was was uh, planned, and, and um, that three of the I mean, um, uh, Paul, uh, Representative uh, Paul Gozar from Arizona was actually having a conversation with Ali Alexander. Um, you know, uh, oh, wow. uh, who was a known, 
you know, right wing guy um, wow. during the during wow. uh, the, the riot. So so again, I just don't think that um, I have I enough it. information wow. on how um, I would feel a year from now. Um, it, it, I think that's yet to be determined um, as as you know layers uh, become uh, as the layers are peeled back. Yeah, that's well. That, I yeah, didn't know I, that. That I, was saw, I, saw, I saw an interview with him, and his brothers disowned him, man. <laughs> his yeah. brother, his brother called him out. Yeah, I his, saw his that brother interview. and his sister. His brother and his sister. Yeah, yeah. called him out. Yeah. All right, uh, Jackie, give me your. Uh, let me here. Let me ask you a different question. Um, do you think the Capitol Police are the Secret Service agent who shot and killed that woman? Do you think that at some point in time he will be charged with some type of crime as far as, you know, discharging that weapon uh, in the Capitol uh, when that was the only person that I think that's the only person the Capitol Police actually shot. Other people died of heart attacks and the other person was murdered because he got hit upside the head with a with a, a fire extinguisher. But what do you think is going to happen to that officer who shot and killed that young lady who people are now hailing as a martyr oh my god she died for the cause she was she was peacefully protesting while she was kicking in the damn window and jumping through it <laughs> uh, uh, I don't I can't say I, who knows what to say because it I'll, I'll, I'll take that, Jay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what to say about that. Nothing's going to yeah, happen to him. Still. He was doing his job. He was doing his job. Nothing's going to happen right. to him. He was doing his job. They told him, they told, hey, and, and, and in case anybody don't know that, if they, the same thing goes for white folks, it should go for black folks. If they told you to stop and you climbing your ass through a window and you got shot, he was doing his job. You know what? Um, and, and I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm surprised they didn't just light all of their asses up when they came up the stairs. I was shocked, too, that they didn't shoot them either. But, yeah, I was a little shocked by that. Set them up. And so, because you cannot, that is your seat of power. I don't think anybody, again, I know I talked about this before, but I don't think anybody understands, like, the, the, um, the extent of the breach, right? Yeah. White folks was, was peeing on rugs. They were going to the bathroom, wiping feces all over the place. Like, they were they were wrecking that place, for one. Yeah. Yeah. It is the place where you have both branches of government. I mean, I'm sorry. You have, you have a, a branch of government that was attacked yeah. by another branch of government. Right? And you have the vice president yeah. there. So you have the next three people that is in the line of secession responsible for this country right so when you break continuity of government they use um, lethal force to stop that stuff from happening these, these folks were terrorists they were breaking in windows You like they could have just literally just started firing in that place and that's perfectly legal you cannot breach the capital with those have you ever I don't know if you've ever stood next to anybody who is a secret service person Right, some folks are serious. So we're gonna find out that the Trump administration appointees, the people who are resigning early, we're gonna find out mm-hmm. 
that they told them to stand down. We're going to find out that they told them not to send the National Guard. Maryland's governor already said, do not, that, that he was told, I think, four times not to send anybody. By the time the federal government said it's okay to send somebody, he said they're already on their way. He sent them anyway. When they find out that those wow. Trump appointees told them not to go, there was a yes. FBI strike team that was there, obviously, because the Secret yeah. Service, as they called them, those fools rolled, right? They should have just wow. started lighting them up. They should have formed a perimeter mm. and just sat in the middle of the Capitol pointing guns at them like it was the Civil War. They should have just been mm-hmm. ducking, have one standing over and just lighting them up. Because even though they came in there with their hands up, you do not have a right to threaten government like that. Yeah, yeah you know, and Jerome, you're right. And I'll, and I'll end this on what the actual definition of terrorism is. And it's, and it, and it's defined as the unlawful use of force and violence against persons or property to intimidate or coerce government. A civilian population or any segment, therefore, in furtherance of a political or social objectives. If that is not what happened on January 6th, then my name ain't Jay. And that's exactly what happened. Those people were treated, should have been treated as terrorists. All right, we're going to step out and take a break. Uh, I know we ran way over, but this is Trump's final week in office. We're going to get all our shots in while we can because next week I do not want to talk about this idiot at all, even though the impeachment will be going on. We probably will, but. Trust me, it's time to move past this fool and no, get no, on with the business. No, it's not. Nah. <laughs> That's our executive producer saying, no, it's not. Okay, we're going to step out, <laughs> and we'll continue this conversation on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J-Round Show. <laughs> on the line to Car Connect. Who gave you that nickname, Car Connect? What's up, Nolita? What's happening with you this morning? Hmm. Well, first of all, I want to publicly, uh, publicly apologize for forgetting to wish you a happy 60th birthday. So, happy <sighs> birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, Tell us about what's so, going on at Bayway. Nobody, this, this is not stand-up for you, girl. What's going on at Bayway, Chevrolet? Oh, okay, boy. so head in tomorrow for an epic Martin Luther King Day sale. We have flash prices on over 60 pre-owned vehicles. Deals so good that yesterday a guy came in with his parents, and they both purchased cars. So let me help oh, wow. you. Nolita, Car Connect. That's Nolita. And as a Nancy, O-L-I-T-A, the Car Connect. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Well, thank you. We'll be checking you out on MLK Day. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes. And, uh, you know, go out and buy a car from Bayway Chevrolet, located in Pearland, Texas. Thank you, Nolita. I'll see you next week. All righty. Take care. Bye. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> coming up next on a very special edition of On the Need to Know Base. No, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. All right, informants are less something that you need to know is coming up next right here on the serious side of the Jerry Rouse Show. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. first American president to be impeached twice. All of the House Democrats and a record 10 Republicans charging a sitting American president with insurrection against the U.S. government. Just one week after the Capitol was stormed by those rioters you see right there in Washington, D.C., now on the highest of alerts. More military troops in place to protect the Capitol than are currently deployed in the war zones of Iraq and Afghanistan. Let that sink in. More are there in D.C. than abroad. 
Donald Trump on track to be the first former president to stand trial in the Senate because the U.S. Senate is on break now. They return on Tuesday, which is the earliest that the House can send the article of impeachment for the Senate to consider. We know the next day is the inauguration. That would be the first day the Senate impeachment trial could begin in earnest. Wesley Beeler is the 31-year-old Front Royal Virginia man who was arrested at an inauguration checkpoint for having a loaded gun and hundreds of rounds of ammo in his truck. More than 24 hours after he was taken in, he's telling WSA 9 it was an accident. I'm not a bad person, and it was just an accident that was made because I forgot to take my time to leave for work and take my firearm out of the truck before I left Virginia. Wheeler says he was on an independent contract with a security company, and the inauguration credential he was given had worked during his previous days on the job. Jacob Anthony Chansley is asking President Donald Trump for a pardon for his part in storming the United States Capitol. An attorney for the man also known as QAnon Shaman spoke with CNN, saying his client was not violent, did not cross any police lines, and was there at the invitation of the president. Trump says he won't attend Joe Biden's inauguration, ignoring the traditional peaceful transfer of power. Instead, sources saying that before Biden sworn in, Trump may stage a grand departure ceremony for himself, possibly with a military band, a red carpet, and a 21-gun salute. You can't make this stuff up. Can he embarrass himself any further? I mean, he's just, he's, he's embarrassing. Like, cut it out. Come on, man. Back in 347-850-1272. You listen to the serious side of the J Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. And of course, as always, I want to say what's up to the peeps that's in the house. Let's say good morning. Ladies and first, let's say good morning to Jackie. Jackie's in the house. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I am doing well. Again, I say happy belated birthday to you. Oh, Dr. Sean, thank you so much. Yeah, you get that ham, man. You get that last honey baked ham of the season. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, your mic no, you is did. off. Okay, thank you very much, Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> Say what's up to one of the original hosts of the uh, Jay Rouse show uh, on the TGRS radio network, my buddy, my pal, my brother, Mr. Bobby G, in the place to be. What's up, man? Hey. Hey, you know, always a pleasure, man, to be back, um, you know, where it all started. Absolutely appreciate you. Wow. And uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome, is freezing house. What's up, Jerome, man? How you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Doing all right. And the one who gets the first and last word here on the series side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's going on, man? How you? Well, good morning to you, sir. And good morning to you, Jerome. Good morning, Bobby G. Good morning, Hawk. One good morning, Rich Sister. One good morning, Nessa. One good morning, Kathleen. One good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, y'all, I haven't forgot about you. That song was uh, by Snow uh, Allegra, and it's called Oh Boy. Where did it go? Uh, it's called Before I Do. It's, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. We. Uh, you don't know. You don't know the name of the song. It's silly. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking it up when I, I, I texted you the song. What Damn. it was? Wow. Yeah. I just it up. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what the thing uh, is, Mary Ann. We 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 actually played that before, so I she should. You already gave her this a while song. back, so 
I, I want you around the name of Snow uh, Allegra. I yeah, want you around yeah, the she name should know of the yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you so much, Mr. Ellis. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Oh, of course we can say hello, sir. We got Jackie is in there. Of course, Richard is with us. We got of course Kavina man's in there. Kavina. And Rachel. Okay, Never mind. Right, and and the rest of the Mary and the rest of the Mary Band, Mary Band of men. Okay, what's up, fellas? How you doing? What's up, to Steve? Steve, Steve is checked in. Steve, listen. Let me listen. You have. I have your number. I'm gonna go ahead and text you after the show. That way, you can have my contact information. We're running late, and I'm not gonna have time to get in there. Momo B, what's happening? How you doing, sweetie? Rob Smooth in the house. Let me say what's up to the pastor. Pastor, what's happening? Jamie, uh, there's a person here named Farland. I've never heard of anybody named Farland. That's a pretty cool name. What's up, Farland? How you doing? Cedric's in the house. Patricia, Angela, Kalita. Am I saying that right? What's going on, Kalita? How you doing? Uh, I can't say this name. I'm just going to say what's up, S. <laughs> Ricky and a whole bunch more folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show. We appreciate you. And once again, this is the last show. Before the end of the Trump presidency. Also, if you're just tuning in, uh, Vanessa and uh, Johnny D's, they're, they're off this morning. So, uh, you know, wish them well and, uh, you know, hey, pretty sure if they could, they would, they'd be here. All right, so it's time to get into the last final topic this morning. And what I want to do is I want to spend some time talking about tomorrow's MLK's birthday. Well, MLK Day, his birthday was actually on the 15th. And we played during a very special edition in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We played uh, his final speech. You know, people talk about prophecy and all these other things. When you listen to that speech, to me, one of the most important speeches that he's ever given. And the reason for me why it's so important is because the things he said during that speech, Mr. Elias, say he's not fearing any man. I may not get there with you. And the fact that he was not supposed to speak that night because he was sick, and he made it there anyway, and he spoke, and that was on April 3rd, and obviously we all know what happened the next day. But as we celebrate this great man's birthday on his special day, keep in mind all the battles that happened before, uh, beforehand. The fact that uh, who's the Minnesota re- representative? Uh, he died, uh, but not Minnesota. Um, Detroit, uh, Michigan. What's the guy's name? Conley, is that his name? The representative who he had to step down because he had sexual harassment stuff going on. But when he was in Congress, every year he submitted a petition or submitted a resolution to make King's birthday a national holiday. And now as we look at this years later, the fact that it was just that, that it was voted down so many different times is unbelievable. Now, think about this. They didn't want to give King his day for all the things he had done for this nation, Jerome. But Donald Trump refused to sign a bill because it would have changed, because the bill dictates changing the name of military posts who were named after Confederates who tried to overrun the country. Put that in perspective. Why don't you? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And when you think about this as an African-American, what this nation has done, you know, we're going to be celebrating the first, the first African American vice president in this nation's history. I'm sorry, how old is this country? 
who helped build this country? And we're talking in 2021, a first? So, you know, black folks wake up and smell the coffee. We're still marching for, you know, free rights. We've been talking about this insurrection, how all these white people stormed the Capitol. And I just threw some numbers out there about the, the number of arrests. And you can say what you want to say. But let's flip the script for a second. Let's say that all those black people ran up on that Capitol, like Jerome said. Oh, yeah, that would have happened. You would have had body bags all over the place. Or let President Obama done ha- a smidgen of the stuff that this guy has done. You'd have Republicans out there with freaking bayonets saying, you know, pull them out of office. The fact is, this country is a racist-ass country. We've come a long way. We have a long way to go. And at the end of the day, if we're saying a first in 2020 about an African-American occupying something, you know, the guy that they're recommending to run the the, the Department of Defense, once again, the uh, the first African-American, I don't know. I'm sorry, Mr. Elias. How old is this country once again? How long has this country been around? You want me to think we're 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 we're, we're equal? Well, we're having the first. Come on, man, stop it. So MLK Day is tomorrow. I don't know who who on the show, Mr. Elias. Have you been to his uh, his uh, monument in Washington D.C.? Have you been to D.C. to see that? Yes, yes, I have. It's impressive. It's very impressive. It is very and impressive. I, I yeah, I, I I would employ anybody to go to the Civil Rights Museum too in Washington D.C. Oh my God, yes, I would. Yes, that that's yes. a must. That is definitely yes. a must. Yes, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful building. Matter of fact, when they were showing uh, videos of that young lady who got shot and killed, she was recording right before she walked up to the Capitol. And and in the background, guess what you saw? You saw the uh, the African American National Museum. Thank God they didn't run up on that place. I'm just thankful that they didn't do that. Uh, because at any given time, that place is full of people. I don't know now with COVID, but, but I mean, it's a beautiful architectural building, just a beautiful, and it's a humbling. When you walk in, you know, you can see old slave cabins, and there's a part of the exhibit where they have a coffin with an image of Emmett Till. And, I mean, it's just, um, it's very enlightening. Um, and, and, you know, once again, if you have the opportunity to visit it, you should. Um, <clears throat> so MLK Day. Um, you know, Jerome, what always bothered me about MLK Day was when I used to work with a lot of white folks, they always looked at it as just, as just as another day off. It's just a day off. For those companies who actually acknowledge, because there's a lot of companies that do not give their employees the day off on a national holiday. Speak to that, why don't you? It's a national well, holiday. You know, here are companies I, that don't I let people that. off. Yeah, I, I remember I was in um, in Salt Lake City one year on MLK Day, and you know they changed the name to um, it is called Civil Rights Day. So they celebrate um, Gandhi, uh, Mother Teresa, along with with MLK. Now the trick is is that they had to shut everything down federally because it's a federal holiday and they wouldn't get their highway wow. money. But there, while I was there. I renamed um, Utah as the land of disrespect. You got to hate black folks. 
to hate the fact that a black person has something named after him that you mask it under a bunch of white folks and then say, oh, yeah, him too. That's how they treat him, like yep. Walona. <laughs> They're like, yo. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, by the way, it's that black guy's birthday. And that's usually how this country, this country does not reconcile its white supremacy. They make other excuses on why it exists or or that it's not really that and maybe y'all are being too sensitive and you know we would have not just people who would listen to the show and put crazy stuff in the chat room they don't know i'm sorry they can't see what white supremacy is but we get the we get to visualize it every day in days like you know um martin luther king's birthday is when it's really highlighted because the only time you hear martin luther king comes up name come out of um republicans mouth is when they're using Martin Luther King's words against us, right? So you can go kill a bunch of black people, and they'll say, now we need to reconcile. They can break laws, So now we need to work together and bring the country back together. They only use those words when they do something. If, if anybody else does anything, their first words out is, we need to do the extreme. We need to lock them up. We need to kill them. We need to do that. Remember they do, was doing that doing Hillary, Right? Lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. But when Trump does something, they're like, you know what? We need to, um, he has a few days left, and we need to let it go and heal this nation. They're clever yeah. with words. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, why are you guys so violent? Why do you hate Trump so much? Get out of here. Right. Really? I have to feel sorry for you or something. Yeah, I only get real sensitive when they storm the Capitol and bring in the Confederate flag and take selfies with each other. Yeah, like I said, their issue is always, always that. But I, I want to remind um, everyone that the U.S. government was found guilty in helping um, facilitate the assassination of Martin Luther King. We always forget this on Martin Luther King's birthday. But we need to really kind of tell the truth when we start doing this as well. Because there's a, there's a problem that people seem to have um, issues when you tell them something that's true that they were not aware of. So we need to be the arbiters of truth sometimes. And again, the truth is not all that it's cracked up to be, but we need to know what this government is capable of. And again, it's a part of the denial of the supremacy um, in this country But they were found guilty The King family only received one dollar Because They didn't want the money They wanted the truth to come out Coretta Scott King thought that would be best To have truth out there And we are I think that happened in about 90 And 90 And since 1990 Nobody even knows that the U.S. government Was found responsible Um for the death of Martin Luther King. That's not taught in school. So we need civics and we need history. <laughs> Just to be updated. I remember that, Jerome. I remember that when you said the dollar, I do remember that we're awarded yeah. a dollar for that. You're absolutely correct, but you're right. It's 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 interesting how that stuff gets gets lost in the fog of history, absolutely. I do remember that now. I yep. really do. So it's you our know, job I, to get back out. It, it it is. I, I remember uh, uh, Bobby G. You know, being in the military and how, you know, when I was in charge, 
I would let some of my soldiers go on that day, on this birthday. I did it on the 15th um, because, once again, it was a battle because there were people who weren't recognizing it. And I tell the story all the time about how before it was passed into law, people just, it was a given. We're going to go ahead and give people that day off. And I remember that story. I tell the story on the show a lot about when I was a young boy. And I remember we would go to Mr. Robinson's uh, grocery store, one of the nicest men you ever met. White, nice white man, just nice. He used to give us candy and all types of stuff. And I remember walking in there one day on King's birthday, and we asked Mr. Robinson why he wasn't closed. And he said with a big old smile on his face, like it wasn't nothing, he said, I'm not going to close my shop because of because of an of a Iga's birthday. And I was like, what? Little boy, just scarred when he said that. And he didn't think it, and gave us candy. After after he said it, I mean, it's like no big deal, you know. Like, I'm not closing my birthday because I mean, why, what, what do you really think of us, Mister Robinson? I, it was just unbelievable, Gil, to, to to experience something like that. But but listen, we we know that's how it is today, right? We know people feel that way, and people look at it just as a day off. They don't think of the significance of it. It's just a day off if your company allows you to have that day off, because a lot of companies, like I said at the top, don't even allow you to have a day off. Mine is one. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and Jay, whenever I make the reference to Mr. Robinson, you're going to need to know what this means. Is that people give you a spoonful of sugar while they're doing some evil shit like, at the same time. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> while they're doing some evil shit. I know some black who just got shot. They've been Robinson on that jammy, right? It's like, take this. And uh, we just going to keep moving on. Ness is what it's, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know Vanessa's on. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. I'm just sitting back listening. Good morning, everybody. Oh, hey, good wow. morning. Good morning, love. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you joined us. Good morning. Conversation. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, come on. Let's, let's, let's do a lightning round with you, Vanessa. Talk to us. What's on your mind? We, we, you know, we still have some time. What's going on? Talk to us. But, <laughs> I do want to uh, comment on the conversation Um when y'all were talking about um, the monument, which is that's on uh, our, my whole family's um, bucket list. But I have said before, I just thought it was awesome to go to the hotel, the Lorraine Hotel, um, where he was killed, and to see his room. Yes. To see yes. how they have yes. his food. I've never been there. I really. That's where I want to go. I've never been there. Never been there. Wow. The ashtray with the cigarette butt, the bed, everything is just as if he was there. And the spot that he was standing in is marked, and they have also have a a wreath right there. And then you go across the street, and there is uh, a Black History um, Museum across the street with Martin Luther King and um, some of the black singers and it's just a very interesting um, place to go. I personally think that for those of you that live in Memphis area, it's just a very um, interesting black history place to go to and I say that because they also have the history on black music makers and how they got screwed out of their contract where they made these songs and didn't even get any kind of residual money from it after they sang the song. So it's just a very interesting place to go to. Yeah. And it's, it's, people should really go 
and see that hotel that he died at. Yep. And, the, and the place across the street. The place across the street has a lot of memorabilia. So Yeah, it's really okay. nice. Definitely something for everybody to check out. Have you been there, Miss uh, yeah. Jackson? Yeah, because I went to uh, Memphis a couple of times. And, yeah, we went to that museum. And like you said, mm-hmm. that his room, that, that Martin Luther King, it, like you said, set up yeah. exactly they, exactly like that day when he was shot. And then yep. they got uh, Precious Lord playing. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a buddy yes. press and they, yeah. they playing Precious Lord. Yeah, that's I yeah something, something that everybody should you your check kids. out. Really, it's it's a great museum. Yeah, Memphis got a lot of history, a lot of history, like the BB um, King restaurant that he actually owns, and uh, would periodically he would he would play there. And um, on I know Bill y'all don't Street. like this, but uh huh. BB King I, on Bill Street. Y'all yeah. are probably gonna cuss me out. But I like uh, um, Elvis's um, house, and I like his cars, and he has the whole street. And though people thought he was a strong racist, and he might have had his racist ways, but that's who's running all of his buildings now. And, and they're, they're black people that's running Elvis's businesses on that street. And I even asked one of them, isn't he a racist? Why are y'all working here? And they said... He pays us good money, and the person who is actually running his company is a black woman. That's what they said, but I was there eight years ago, about six, seven years ago. And she said that um, that he gave a black man a Cadillac and that their grandparents did not like Elvis or the fact that they worked there because they still was holding on to some of the racist comments that he made. But in his last years, that he took really good care of black people. So. Um, I don't know. I just like going to see stuff like that. Like I've been to Nashville and seen the slave cabin, uh, where they built those slave cabins by hand, and the room that they slept in was cement walls, so you know it was hot. And um, people slept on top of each other. They had like fourteen, fifteen people in one room, about the size of Jay's bathroom. I mean, just it's hell to be black sometimes history 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 and people wonder why we get a bad nasty attitude sometimes when we look at white people the only thing we could do with that and sometimes me a lot of times me is to pray about that because when you go look at those places and you look at all those magnolia trees that they um planted i can't think of what president it was it might have been jefferson or lincoln but it was in um Nashville, and when you saw those magnolia trees planted, and you knew black slaves planted them, and every single brick that was put on that house was put by slaves. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah it, yeah, it really takes you to a place, and it's profound. I don't understand why more African American groups won't. Uh, you know, we we, we want to go on. We we always want to go on cruises and stuff like that. How about if we plan a trip to don't go to visit historical? I'm looking one right now. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you know the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, oh, this this this. this you know, we want to go to cruises and all this stuff. Why don't we make a trip to and, and, and visit historical black landmarks? How about that? That'd be My a good trip to make. But, well, my I can church tell you is why there is. singing, and my church went. But it's more than just black history, too, Jay, or anybody else who's probably saying I uh, I don't agree with you, Vanessa. It is history, period, because it was my choir that went down there with my church, and we went to. No, I'm not, I'm uh, not knocking that. We went to the Grand Ole Opry, the old Grand Ole Opry, where you saw that Mom Mabley lady and all of us with the with the price tag hanging off the hat. 
Minnie Pearl, and to hear the Minnie acoustics, Pearl. to hear the acoustics in the old Grand Ole Opry was amazing. So it's more than it's it's just a lot of history in Tennessee. It's more than people but, realize. But can yeah. I go yeah. back to what you said, Jay, about yeah. why we don't go and do? See, I would love that, but but too many black people. It's a source of, like, in a sense, shame. Or they're still angry and hurt by it. Whereas if you look at the Jews, if you look at the Jews, they're not ashamed to talk about the Holocaust. Mm-mm. They're not ashamed. But we have a sense of shame and anger to where we can't even really go there. Because it hurts oh, wow. See, I would, I would love that. Because it's no shame. In, I mean, what happened is what happened, and we gotta see it and deal with it, and tell our kids about it. But some of us that they're so angry and they're so sad about it, and, and in some cases so shamed about it. Uh, well, I mean, I, well, that's interesting. I, I've never, I, I, I don't, I'm not, but um, that's that's kind well, of the first time I'm hearing that. Some but, but are. I, I hear some you. are. Okay, some I, are. I'm not going to argue with you on it. Okay, all right. Let's see, Bobby, G, did you try to get in? I thought I heard you. Thought I heard your voice. You trying to say something? No, no. I was, I, I was just, you know, doing a lot of listening. Um, and, and certainly, um, um, the the young lady that that just spoke, I think of Miss Jackie. So, um. You know, I think a, a lot has to do with, um, again, um, how you were raised. I mean, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm, 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 I'm north of 50, closer to 60 than I am 50. Um, I, I was raised by a great aunt um, who died when she was 81 years old in, in, in 2006. So you do the math. You can, you, you know, when she was when she was born, um, and she grew up. In West Virginia, Pulaski, West Virginia, the mountains of West Virginia, um, and, and so she saw a lot of the very things um, that you know um, the people endured. Um, that that uh, certainly Martin Luther King tried to um, you know eradicate. Um, she didn't raise me to see color. She could have. She 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 could have. She could have raised me to see color, but I'm thankful that she didn't give me that baggage to carry. Um, because that, that's a heavy bag to carry. Um, she let me, you know, make up my own mind um, about people in general. So, you know, when I look at people, um, you know, I, I see them for that. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not angry, you know, at, at people that are, I'm not going to be angry at all white people um, because contrary to popular belief, um, I, I'm where I am today because some of those people that don't look like me helped me along the way. So I, I can't categorize. I can't put everybody in one basket. Um, so Amen. you know that that's you know, that's just that's just my reflection. Yeah. Can I but that's a good thing. But that's good though. But my can I comment on him because I agree with you, sir. Because my daughter uh, was an only child and don't laugh. When I used to buy her a doll, I used to buy her a white doll and the same doll as a black doll. And my husband always said, why are you buying the same doll in two different colors? And I said, because she doesn't need to see color. 
she's going to see it when she gets out there anyway. And so we, Bobby had to train her about color when she got into the workforce because she did not see color. My daughter went to a white high school. Then she went to, she said, I want to go with some black people. So she went to college full ride at Texas Southern University. And then after she went to Texas Southern University, she said, you know what? I think I better go get my master's degree over at U of H. But she had to learn on her own, not me teach it to her, y'all. She had to learn it on her own. And Bobby said she has been grown, has told her different things to look out for. But did we teach that? Nope. Nope. She didn't know a difference. My child didn't know a difference until she was in college. All right. I got to step in. We're we're up against it. We're running out of time. So uh, let's do this. Yeah, we're running out of time. well, well, hold on. We we have final thoughts coming up. We can say what you want to say there. We got to step out. Let's do Chatterbox real quick, and then we'll turn it over to final thoughts, and people can say what they want to say. All right, chatter, final thoughts. Let's get to our Chatterbox section because we want to get people that listen to the show, give them an opportunity to get their voice in. All right, it's time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, may you have anything you want to add? Not exactly, no. Nope. Okay. All right, I got a few here because I know we want to get to the end. All right, for Reverend, the Reverend's checked in. He says, peace and blessings, family. What a great show. He said, thanks, guys. Happy birthday, Jay and Brother Jerome. FYI, Charles Manson is dead, but I get your point, LOL. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Cynthia from Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Phoenix uh, from Phoenix says, happy birthday, Jay. Thank you. Uh, Brianna uh, from Florida says, happy birthday, Jay. And yes. This is it for Agent Orange. Thank God he is done. All right, I can't read anymore, folks. I'm sorry. I, I'll fall on my sword. I didn't realize we were this close to the end. So now it's time for our final thoughts. Ladies are first. But let's go ahead and give me your final thoughts here real quick. Um, I'm so glad that this is Trump's last week in office, even though he's going to carry the radical people with him in spirit and in truth, because they're out there and they're causing havoc right now as I speak. Um, And the only thing I want to say is I apologize for being late. It has been some rough days for me. Um, I'm not even going to church, so that kind of gives you an indication. Um, Oh, boy. I love y'all. Belated happy birthday to you, Jay, which I did tell you happy birthday at 2 a.m. in the morning. And uh, Les, thank you for the (laughs) condolences. And Jackie, thank you for the phone call as well. And rest in heaven, Ebony, and I'm out. That's it. Oh, wow. Oh. See, I need to get on Facebook. I don't go on Facebook for nothing, and I need to get out there. But now you just said that. Wow, my condolences as well. Wow. Get out of here. I did not know that. All right. uh, Final thoughts, Jackie. Yes, first of all, I, I have the opportunity to say to you here right now, Vanessa, my condolences to you and your family. Absolutely. And, uh, it just goes to show you upon this, uh, it's about to be another Martin Luther King holiday. It just goes to show you that we have a lot of work to still do, yeah. you know. And we, I just pray um, we just got a lot of work to do. I mean, they can't, it can't be business as usual anymore. After what happened at the Capitol, it cannot be business as usual anymore. What Trump has, has at least done, if you want to say in any kind of regard, is really hopefully opened the eyes of people to see what's really going on and stop whitewashing stuff. How you handle one case is how you should handle the other. 
And I, I just hope and pray it opened the eyes of our lawmakers to deal uh, rightly when it comes to handling things. That's all I got to say. All right. Bobby G, it's good to hear his voice on the airwaves again. Don't be a stranger, man. Give me your final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, just keep this, what I'm about to say, in context. Um, let's let's remember uh, a quote from the great late uh, Dr. Martin Luther King um, that a doctrine on black supremacy is as evil and dangerous as a doctrine on white supremacy. That's what I got. All right. Jerome, man, final thoughts? Um. You know, actually, I don't have a final thought, but I do want to say this. Since I have not been on social media, condolences, Vanessa. I don't know what's going on, but I just, um, I mean, I'll give you a call, but uh, my condolences to to you and your family. That's all. Just go on Facebook to my page. You'll see it. Yeah, I haven't been on there in months since I'm, I'm yeah, mourning. Neither have I. Yeah. Been out. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mr. Elias, go ahead. Final thoughts, brother. Well, look, Vanessa, you definitely have my condolences, baby. I, I, I understand, and uh, you know something? I, I truly understand what's going on, and I, you have my condolences. And the keeping the spirit of Martin Luther King when he says, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't stand up and vote, you don't have a voice. So get out and vote and put your voice out there so it can be heard. You know, I'll say by first of all, I want to thank everyone who wished me a happy birthday. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you so much. So many listeners sent me messages. My phone was buzzing all day. Um, and I just want to yeah, say thank you for taking the time to. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, thank you so much for. I know, your was buzzing your phone. Before I was so really interrupted again Thank you so much for uh, Sending me your well wishes and stuff And Vanessa I will say this to you as a pet owner You know people sit here and People can say I remember the dog Let me tell you something don't say that about me when it comes to my boys and my babies So I, I understand it And you know condolences to you And Bobby Jones on this thing The last thing I'll say is, is this Is that this country has been through Four years of hell That's not an exaggeration this is a man who talked about gold star families. This is a man who made fun of a, a reporter who was handicapped. This is a man who talked about grabbing women's coochies. Mm. This is a man who lied every time he opens his mouth. This is a man who allowed Russians to put freaking uh, prices on Americans' heads, and he hasn't said a damn thing about it. Good riddance to his ass. I can't wait until we have a show to report what his new cell number is because he deserves to be in jail. People have died because of him, and I cannot wait until his ass leaves the White House. I can't wait. I'm pulling out a bottle of champagne. And on that note, Mr. Elliott, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the game. Wow. Show. He has been a travesty to this country. Good riddance to his ass. So, for Bobby G, for Vanessa, for uh, Jerome, for Rich Sister, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rye. Have a wonderful work week. Coming up next on the Need to Know Basis, don't go nowhere. And then if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the Jay Rye Show. God bless. See you next week. Five, four, three, two, one. Jay.
first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, it is time for on a need to know basis with uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is free man. Jerome, what's going on, brother? Sir, before I, before I get started with that part of the program, you know, Jay, um, LAS and I were left out of the kumbaya moment of forgiving white folks and everything's equal and balanced. I just want to tell you this, since we're in overtime, I had to let that stand. The trick in life is we have to stop using Martin Luther King's word, uh, words against us, right? He said we need to go to a more aggressive nonviolence. He thought that this country was not going to change. Their pathology of white folks was baked in. So Martin Luther King exactly. in 60 is very different than Martin Luther King in 65. And we never give that man a chance to grow up. He is not the same guy that he was in 65. So when we start talking about, you know, contradictions in news, contradictions in pathology, um, contradictions in making your kids aware of who they are when they're young, they're black in this piece. White folks don't ever forget who they are. And it is usually a shock to your system a little bit later in life when somebody goes, hey, I'm black, right? The issue is, is that tell them who they are. We were all raised at a time where, you know, after desegregation, all black people wanted their kids to get along. But that was just a strategy. That was not a way to live. You need to start taking pride in who you are and be proud of it. So stop neutering, you know, our, um, our perspective on who we are just to pass by white folks. You know, we always have to say there are some good white folks because it makes white folks feel good. But if they're good people, we shouldn't even have to say that. We need to be conscious about our interactions and what we're putting back out in the universe. As we're talking and we are, you know, speaking to our listeners, we need to say this is about the time we're about to go into Black History Month. But we don't talk about history until Black History Month. So life is not about neutering, you know, Mr. Robinson. Right? When you talk about Elvis giving somebody a Cadillac, Elvis was a racist. He said a black man can't tie my shoes, but he did a lot of racist stuff. Right? So even listening to, and I think I quoted him two weeks, two weeks ago, Frederick Douglass and what he said about Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln didn't like black folks. I don't, I don't think anything's wrong with us telling the truth. Yes, there are, they... You cannot dislike people across the board because they're white, right? That's just stupid. Being racist is stupid. But it is not stupid to understand what the pathology is that will get your butt hanged if there's a mob of white folks standing outside your house when you're talking about, you know what, we're all human. We get slaughtered every time. So I just wanted to make sure that we still had a little balance and understanding that it is imperative in this moment that we understand our own pathology and why oppression created us to distrust and not like history because they've been but using they don't that, have to learn that against children, us. Jerome. Say it again. They don't have to learn that as children. That no, is something you that don't. they're going to have to live with. They can learn it when they get older. Well, I don't know if they need to learn it when they get older. They don't have to know as children, but you still need to tell them. That's why what happens okay. in the black community and, and one of the pastors that I know really well uh, we had a conversation about this, 
And what happened was he they were doing a neighborhood walk of reconciliation kind of thing. So after the Million Man March, they were walking through saying it wasn't about the minister. It was about all of us coming together, people of different denominations. And I told him, you are wrong for that. That's why black kids don't listen to you. Because when they find out the truth, they're going to find out that minister went around this country and Detroit, Chicago, all men's meetings rallying people to go to that dog on Mark. Just because he won't take credit for it, history tells us that he called it. So stop trying to dismiss yourself from him because it makes white folks feel comfortable. Right? Black people didn't show out at the Million Man March. But it was more than a million people there. You know how I know? Because DC Transit said they sold 1.2 million tickets on the transit. They know how much money they made. So we need to still record history, and we cannot rely on schools to give us history books that's going to tell us history that's accurate. Because if you grow up not seeing um, yourself reflected in things that are regal, and those things that are bold, and those things that give you pride, you are going to be in the same condition that we are in now and the people before us was in. We're still going to be worshiping white folks and then being surprised that they're smearing feces all over the Capitol building and saying, man, I'm surprised, I'm shocked. No. It is one of the reasons why in this segment, some of the news stories that I do as an editor, that I am saying I'm trying not to shock your conscience by telling you how many teachers are sleeping with kids. That is prominent in certain communities. Bestiality is common in certain communities. So we keep cleaning them up and then saying, hey, we all need to work together. I'm not saying that we need to look at anybody differently. I'm saying that there's a pathology that we need to start reworking. And the reason that we have a separation from youth now is because they think they know something that we don't know. So we have to get to a point where we have to understand telling them the truth to let them know that we do know, and this is how we got around it. This is how we made it through college. This is how we, because telling them that they're just like everybody else is a mistake. Because by the time you go to college and you have your first racist, well, it's not going to be your first racist teacher, by the way, but you have somebody who is using your race against you, you have to tell them how to maneuver through this. It is not through discovery. I don't blame my ancestors, my aunt, uncles, and those guys who told us, get an education, everything's going to be fine. I don't blame them for saying that. That's the way they made it out of there. These kids are smart now. We have more women, black women graduating college than any other demographic in this country. And all we see on TV is dark-skinned black women with white men. I don't care if it's a mattress commercial or a car commercial. We need to understand what this marketing is doing. It is making black men not palatable to, to black women. Don't think that people don't know what they're doing. So even the whole Kamala thing, you know, we can go through life and say that life is not about race if we want to, but we are being marketed to neuter, to neuter black people from even having any kind of pride in themselves. So in an even society, we need to be able to express that. It is not our job to make sure we keep even in the playing field when the people who have the playing field is actually keeping it in balance every single day of your life. Another black person this weekend got shot by a policeman unarmed. We didn't even deal with that. 
But we keep saying police need training. They don't need training. Your humanity sucks. They don't see you as human. And if we keep perpetuating that, we will see ourselves as not being human. So I, I say on, you know, in the spirit of Martin Luther King, that people please visit and look at Martin Luther King's speeches in 68. Forget the stuff in 64s, forget 65s. I'm not saying that you're not going to, you shouldn't read it and watch it. You're going to get that in school anyway. They're going to give you the neutered version of, he was just like Gandhi. Not knowing how racist Gandhi is and how Gandhi did not like dark-skinned Indians or people from India. Right? And how racist Gandhi is. But we got to ignore race because he did some good things too. We really do have to change how we look at that. Go ahead. Oh, I thought, Jay, you were saying something. So, Elias, I just wanted to give give you a moment in there. I'm sorry for taking up all of this time doing that, but I know we didn't get a chance to speak on it. So, I'll, I'll give you give you the floor. Uh-oh, did I lose you too? No, nah, brother, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, okay. Well, Jerome, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you on a lot, of, a lot of aspects, man, because the bottom line is, you know, I look at white folks and they don't, They'll, they'll treat you like crap, and then when they're at a disadvantage, they'll sit there and say, well, you guys are so violent. Who right. is violent besides you? Who was hanging people? Who destroyed somebody because somebody whistled at a white woman or somebody looked at a white woman? Who's the violent people? When they tell me how violent we are, I mean, you're no different than what you are. Anybody say, are you kidding me? You white people, they, they got a narrative where they, they'll sit there and they'll tell you how violent you are and how violent black folks are. Black folks are so violent. No, no violence. No, no different than white folks. Who goes in to shoot up schools? White folks. And they normalize that. They, 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 have, they got rid of the Black Panther Party. They, this will tell you right. everything. They got rid of the Black Panther Party, but they, they have yet to get rid of the Ku Klux Klan. That tells right. you a lot. So, right. And, so, and the Black Panther Party... Go ahead. Now, I, my mom, I, I'm thanking God for my mother for sending me to school with white folks when I was young so I could see and progressively see what they're about, man. You know, I, I look at them and I'm just like, wow, this is who they are. Yeah. And, and that's just my point, is that we cannot forget um, who folks are. Like, we have, we have to take that responsibility on it, and we have to take that responsibility on for learning history opposed to other people telling us what history is. So the Black Panthers has the same rap, right? It's like they're violent. They didn't like white folks. They did not care about white folks enough to hate them. They just said, you're not going to kill us. But the marketing of the Black Panthers say that there was, a, there was a group of black people who did not, who hated white people. We all know that wasn't true. We all know that the Black Panthers with Fred Hampton partnered with white folks and, and Martin Luther King partnered with white folks in the poor people's movement and um, um, William Randolph Hearst sent semi-loads of food, truckloads of food, to help the Black, pe- black Panthers feed people and set up clinics, right? It's not that black people go around hating anybody. So we need to stop neutering black folks' um, perspective of white people just in case we start breeding people who hate white folks. Black people don't do that. Black people get to a point sometimes where we don't want to look back at those things that are hateful 
because we don't live that way. So it, it's with, it's just confusing. So I think that we always have to have balance in that and, and not neuter um, neuter our children, have them take some pride in it. We don't have to teach them hate just because that's what they do. But we do need to teach them to have pride in themselves and to do something to better their own community. And, and um, I think it's just important, you know. But we don't we don't do that. So we we know this from being at work and and all of us interacting with white folks. We don't go through life hating them and and looking at them a certain kind of way. But we treat ourselves like we do because they tell us mm-hmm. that we hate them. Yeah. And, like the white, the white, the white boy was asking, "How did you hate Trump for all he's done for you guys? I mean, what did he do? Please tell me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> black people like Trump don't make a difference in my life. Why would I hate him? I don't care about him. Yeah. I just think really? that his policies are trying to kill us, so we should not yeah. love him. <laughs> like that's crazy. Right. So I just wanted to make sure we we covered that because it sometimes that comes across. As you know, on Martin Luther King Day, that we have this very bland, neutered version of Martin Luther King that says that little black boys and white girls should hold hands. Like whatever those statements are, we leave ourselves stuck in that in that way, and we don't grow up as a community. And we have to stop the marketing of a neutered version of Martin Luther King. Just like you know, we need to know that the U.S. government was convicted of conspiracy to assassinate Martin Luther King. That's important, mm-hmm. right? Your government would against you because any black man that has that many people following them is always a threat. But white folks who have yep. guns run to the Capitol aren't. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need to see that right. in this moment. Mm-hmm. So while we're doing reconciliation with black people after George Floyd and all that other stuff, we cannot keep it neutral. We don't need to go back to where we were 10 years ago or 15 or 20 years ago. We need to move forward and create a better um, environment for all of us and stop. There is no good old days when it comes to that, right? So, you know, having black people music stolen from them and having a um, category of R&B created um, because Mahalia Jackson was selling a bunch of records that they didn't want to give her a Grammy. So they created Mm -hmm. a gospel category for her. Like, we need to understand that in a historic sake so that we um we can put ourselves in in um in the right context when it comes to living here. It's like understanding that Satchel Page how old was Satchel Page when he got rookie of the year? What was it like forty forty something, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was you, in his you never 40s. know you never know about Satchel Page. Right. He never gave his real age, man. Yeah, that's what they said, you know. That is, a, that is a running joke. It's like Satchel Page was 65. Like, he never gave his real age because he, he wasn't able to play in Major League Baseball until right. he was pretty much almost in his 50s. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting rookie of the year in your 50s, imagine what you were doing in your 20s. Yeah. So we need to understand that. And Major League Baseball just started adding Negro League stats yeah. in – and all of that stuff into the Baseball Hall of Fame. But that just, that just mm-hmm. happened a couple of weeks ago. Yes, it did. I know we did that on this show. So, mm-hmm. you know, we need to be conscious. But we'll, I'll cover all this stuff in February. I'm motivated to cover it because I think that it's important that even in the archives that people can hear this stuff. But, again, it is stupid to be racist. But at the same time, 
we need to understand history tells us white folks um, burnt us, they hung us, and they ate us. Yes. Right? So when you watch Jordan Peele or or you're watching Lovecraft Country and you're watching these historical references to Tulsa in 1921, we are putting that back into your conscience that that's how we were treated. The folks yes. in Chicago who were, who was that that dropped a bomb on the public housing? Wasn't that Chicago? That's in Philadelphia. No, that was Philadelphia. That's Philadelphia, I yes. watched that the other night. I watched that the other night on, on HBO. It, and they just let them out. They, they were in jail for 40 years. 40 years, man. And they, right. they, they, they said that the, the, guy, the, the police officer that they claimed that these people killed, that it was actually friendly fire that killed them. Yeah. <laughs> but they put You're these right. people in jail for 40 years, man. Right. Yeah, I watched that documentary the other night, man. I was like, wow. Yep. They What's the name of that? On a What's, the name of that? What's the name of the documentary? Oh, I'd have to. Hi, uh, everybody. Uh, hey. Kathleen. <laughs> hey, Kathleen. Hey, baby. Hey. Um, How you doing? Uh, what is the name of the day? Happy Friday. Belated Happy Sound Day. Um, <clears throat> Thank you. It's uh, 40 years. It's a 40-year prisoner is what it's called. 40-year prisoner. Oh, Look I'm going to have to watch that. that. Oh, it's, it's like, wow. They, they just dropped the bomb on them because they said that these people were violent, they were this, they were that, and those people didn't have nothing. They didn't, they didn't do anything. They just didn't like the way they were living. Yeah. And, and just like and they in dropped Tulsa, the bomb on them. Just like in Tulsa, they used helicopters and planes and came through there and in Tulsa, they used military planes to drop bombs on that on that town. That's right. Really? Military. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I know in the Philadelphia case, they, they used a helicopter, didn't they? I think they, yeah, they used, used that they and used blew out a couple of blocks. Yep, yep they did. Yeah, they didn't care about people being homeless or having no homes mm-hmm. or feeding nobody. No, so that was a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Yep. Now, you know, be, you know, I know I went a long way on this before, before I even got in the news. I just want to say hey to Kathleen. Kathleen, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, Hi. I, I missed the early part of the show, but I didn't know if they were talking about impeachment. And I was going to bring up the fact that somebody knows um, one of the impeachment managers on the show. But the issue is always we have distinguished guests on the show that we kind of need to listen to every now and then. So I'm not telling you to break any confidence or giving some inside story on it, but. Much respect to um, all the work that you put in, and I know I put in a little, and, um, but <laughs> a lot of work that you put in and what you're doing, so I'm glad that you're here <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. to cover the news with I'm us always, today. I'm always glad Kathleen's here, man. I'm always glad Kathleen's here, most definitely. Thank you all so much. I'm always glad to be here, too, with you all. That makes that is so important. And, you know, Jerome, just shouting out again, you know, the history that you're providing, I really hope that people will replay this or repeat it for their children and their families because it's, it is, it's really very significant. And, um, you know, a lot of times we don't, we, and all right, so since I was a child, since all of us were children, like you said, the history that we learn is not the history of this country. It is fake news, literally. I could pull out, if I could pull out history books from third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, 
it, they were lies. You know, they we yeah. were taught to celebrate and um, make people of hero status who were criminals, who were racist, bigots, murderers, and um, they taught us to celebrate them, you know, and, uh, and yeah. never told the truth of who they were or how this came to be. And our holidays mimic the same thing. So, um, you know, it, it, it's horrific. That yeah. we would walk through this life and not know our history, but it's so intentional. You know, I'm not blaming any of us who don't know it, but I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging and imploring us all to pick up the books written by African-American authors and to see what the actual history of the country is. Because one thing that was taught to us that was true is that history will repeat itself. So, as you said, as we sit here and we look at what happened in the Capitol, all of us were probably, you know, eating a sandwich saying, uh-huh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, uh, yeah. I know I was. Yeah. I, you know, and I the told people, you I was oh, not my surprised. God, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, it. Now, I'm not saying that I condone it. And I'm not saying, you know, of course, none of us do. None of us are. I just put that on the record. Isn't that not that we have to run I'm, disclaimers? That is sad that we have to run a disclaimer. Right, because we still try to take the sound bite. But I'm just what Mm -hmm. I'm saying to you is what we saw at the Capitol is what we saw in Tulsa. What we saw at the Capitol was what we saw in Philadelphia. What we saw at the Capitol is what we saw in New York. In Rosewood, Central Park, and yes, this is what we saw. Did you forget? Did were you did you forget because the images did not show white people on the other side? Did you forget that? <laughs> did you right. forget that this day, you know, uh, January 15th, yesterday, Dr. Day of Dr. King's birthday, did you forget how he was murdered? Do you only remember that he wanted to see our children judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin? But did you forget that he was murdered when he stepped outside on his balcony? Did you forget that? Hmm. You know, like, Did you forget on. that his mother was assassinated at church? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Right? She so didn't forget. So we, we've seen that repeat itself with Dylan Roof going into a church killing black people or bombing a black and church. Offered, and offered burgers on the way to prison. Yes. So when, we saw, when you saw the officers taking selfies, did you not liken them to the ones who stopped at McDonald's to get somebody who just murdered nine people in a church by <laughs> hamburger so he wouldn't be hungry? Yeah. You, can yeah. you not see the similarity in that? What, hmm. Why? When the black officers at the Capitol for years and years and years reported racism and how they were treated at the, it, as part of the Capitol police, did you forget that you didn't listen to them? Did you not think that these chickens were going to come home to roost? Did you right. forget that you killed Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X? Because right. you dare say that your chickens will come home to roost. Did you forget that? You thought they were going to go away because you killed him? Come on. All right, I stopped. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I want to say with the Capitol policemen, so the black man who led them away from Vice President Pence, they are – saying, oh, he's a hero, we should give him a Congressional Medal of Honor, but do you know the black man who was a security guard um, at Watergate in the office building, it was a black man who 
stopped that and who put that out light? It was a black That's man right. who did that. That's right. That's right. Right? So even That's when right. we talk about that, I'm saying that if it, it is possible that if that was a white officer, he probably would have let them go. Because that's what it's looking yeah. like to me, is that they're complicit when we start looking at folks just letting people go. Didn't, we didn't need to not. Officer, which I'm, is I'm that? sorry, go ahead. Didn't like who? black officer in Watergate get screwed over? Yes, got fired. Yes, got fired, yes. And He's the one who discovered the break-in. Yes, and the sister that, that hit the white woman in the face, Yes. She said, she said talking about taking her job away. Saying, she oh, got why fired. Are you telling me? Yes. Saying, what? So, so if you're not familiar with the story, I, um, tell her what the story is, um, Les. Uh, what, what happened was uh, it was it was a, a confrontation between a white woman and a sister that they are, uh, she was a security guard. She was standing. She was standing guard. She was stopping people from coming in, and she was filming them on camera. And the white woman was grabbing for her phone, and she kept snatching for her phone. And all of a sudden, the sister just she just hauled off and hit her right in the face, and and she got fired for it. Now the the woman that 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 took the that was uh, that she got hit in her face. Her daughter reported her and her uncle as people being as agitators. Right, right. There, did and she the get her job back? You said, did she get you her job are, back? Yes. No, that. No, she didn't. What nope. they did was they're giving. They, she's got a GoFundMe page that has raised over a hundred thousand dollars yep. uh, in it, and uh, it's, it's for legal fees because she's being sued for it. Right. She is being sued. <laughs> so Are you now, kidding me? I, I know. Gotta, oh come on. <laughs> I, I'm just, and, okay. and she said. Hold on a second. I gotta go throw up. <laughs> she said that before the camera started rolling. You didn't see the the white man who assaulted her. They were actually mm-hmm. approaching her doing an insurrection. Like, they had mob mentality, yelling the N-word at her, coming at her. She felt mm-hmm. threatened, right? Yeah. When she had her phone, the white woman went to grab for her phone, tried to knock it out of her hands. So now they mm-hmm. want to charge her and now want to sue her? That is yep. what white privilege is and white supreme. That is everything that all of these kids are out there fighting for right now. So when you talk about mm-hmm. how black lives do and don't matter, that is not a hate group. That is telling you we are trying to preserve our lives in the in the jaws of doggone mobs. But now she got to raise a defense fund because she went to mm-hmm. defend herself. That should have been so obvious they should have just throw it out. But in yeah. this country, you can sue anybody for anything. But wait a minute. And what, she was a, she really? was, a, she was a police officer. Is that no, what she was said? a security guard. I don't know where she security worked. Security guard. Yeah. But, they, mm-hmm. but police officers, if they feel threatened, yes. all they have to do is say, I was afraid for my life. I Unless thought my you're life black. was being threatened. And they can pull their gun and shoot right. an unarmed anybody in, the, in your house playing video games. And it right. will take years, for you months, before you get fired. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. in your car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of giving so her a hearing. You can punch a security guard and, and try to breach the Capitol. And <laughs> right. She's attacked on, ca- on the grounds of the Capitol. And she mm-hmm. defends herself. And they want to sue her. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought I couldn't believe it. I actually sent some money to a GoFundMe page. I did. I'm sorry. Oh, I had to. I wish I, I did. Like, when I find out where it is, I'm sending them some too. This, in the words of Don King, only in America. Yeah, only in America. If you ain't lying there. Yeah. I could not believe they fired her, man. I was like, what? I was was a The Congressional Black Caucus about that. I mean, if they don't know already, I just watched the uh, Congressional Black Caucus hearing yesterday um, Mm -hmm. about the Capitol... Uh, the insurrection of the Capitol, the attack on the Capitol, and uh-huh. one, you know, one of so I, I would I would get a message to them about this so that they have this on their radar as well. Did anybody re- watch that? Because one of the things that uh, Reverend Sharpton said was was so was so profound. I mean, you'd have to. It was very profound. I just want to share it with you quickly. What he said was. When he or the march that he just organized on Washington in August, right? And I'm sure every other march that he's done, his uh, Nan has organized on um, on Washington or anything else, protests, rallies, whatever. He said in order to have that march approved and authorized, he had to meet with over 26 law enforcement agencies in Washington D.C. to get the approval. Wow. In yeah. addition to that, uh-huh. they had to have over, I think it was, I think, don't quote me, but you could look it up, but he said they had to have about $100 million in insurance of, yep. uh, available so that if anything happened and anyone was hurt, they had insurance to cover any, any damage to property or anything else, mm. over $100 million in insurance. In addition to that, they had to have maps of every single place that the the marches were going to go. So from where to where, at the monument, then they were uh, at the Capitol or wherever they met, I can't remember, but from where they had the rally to to, um, Dr. King's monument, they had to map that out and say how they were going to get there so that every, all of these law enforcement agencies knew exactly where everybody was going to go so that they would have the airspace covered, so that they would have the ground covered, wow. and they would have sufficient wow. law enforcement in order to cover the amount of people that would be there. And, of course, you have to tell them how many people are expected. Over 26 law enforcement office uh, uh, agencies they had to meet with, and I mean, excuse me, 20, over 26 that they had to meet with to get the approval to have the oh. gathering in Washington. So, yeah. He said, then who gave the approval for this, these people? Or did they not have to get an approval? And who was able to sidestep all those steps? And if, if they mm. didn't do that and they actually had to do what, because, you know, um, what Reverend Sharpton was saying is not that this isn't necessary, but if you require it of us, then didn't you require it of them? Require it of them? And if so, then who holds mm. the insurance policy? Who's paying mm. for that? Mm. Who's paying for all wow. of that? We need to know and have all of that information disclosed. Because if mm. they didn't do that, then we want to know how they were able to get past that because then that person is also responsible. Mm. Right. And that's why the wow. marketing is important of what's going on now 
is that you see people like Rad Paul and all of those guys talk about we need to move on. When it comes to them, they <laughs> we need to move on. We don't need to. We need to bring that. We need to heal. They didn't care for the whole four years of that fool being <laughs> being in office. They didn't care about nobody healing. The first thing Republicans mm-hmm. try when they win an election, it was, it was a mandate. The people have spoken. That's what they say. But when yep. Democrats win, they're like, we need to bring people together. Now you have disgruntled <laughs> people. Uh, we have 70 million people who vote for Trump. It's like, yeah, but he lost. He had 80. Two million voted for the for the guy who beat him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They use your words against you. And at the same time, we need to stop falling for that. And we need to hey. actually kind of understand, you know, what's going on so that I'm not talking about balancing the scale from a perspective that they need to have a mirror in their face. Those fools need to go to jail. Like, they don't yes. need, you know... Uh, somebody will steal a, a homeless person will steal a slice of pizza, and they'll send them to jail for 35 years to say we need to set an example. So we need to set an example for people who step foot on the Capitol stairs when they breach the perimeter that they set up outside and said y'all not supposed to go this far. Anybody who stepped across that perimeter need to be brought up on charges. That ain't no joke there, because yeah. that's what trespassing is. You broke a per- the perimeter, so now. You need to be brought up on charges. And so since, um, you know, people are losing their jobs and I'm watching all of this, you know, I'm not going to do it till next week, but all the stories that I have is mostly of people who are apologizing. Oh, I didn't know. You have off-duty police officers there, off-duty fire department, uh, people on the fire department getting fired, Hmm. all that stuff, and they're all apologizing. But I say that they want to fade back into the woodwork, but they're about to find out Mm -hmm. all the clan neo-nazi people are who work at the capitol because even as they complain the other black officers complain you have racist neo-nazi people working here and people wouldn't listen Mm. to them when black people told folks that when they were in the military and say hey we got a lot of neo-nazi people in the military oh you know stand in line soldier you know what i mean like nobody can call them out but now they have to hunt them down because they tried to take the government but once you try, once you try to take the government, they're going to weed everybody out, and that's why we see the militia folks going on TV talking about we wasn't there. Nope, mm-hmm. you, you were going right. to <laughs> right, right, right. They went right. there, yeah. Right. So all of this stuff, mm-hmm. all of this stuff is actually um, is a part of what the foundation of this country is. Like this week. Um, a black man was exonerated after spending 26 years on death row for being wrongly convicted of killing a white woman in Mississippi based on outdated bite mark comparisons. Wow. So, Eddie Lee Edwards, a Howard, who's 67, was exonerated for, for killing somebody in 1992. Damn. Yeah. Wow. They dropped this murder charge uh, months after... His conviction was overturned. They still waited months. His conviction was overturned, and they still waited months to drop the charges. Mm-hmm. That's the world we live in. And again, mm-hmm. we have to actually deal with this. So I, I am never in agreement of saying, let white folks teach your kids. Let them, if you're not teaching them history and you're not teaching them at home, it, you're disarming them when they go in front of other people. Right, so we have to know this stuff up front. 
Also this week, you know, former uh, Michigan Governor Rick Snyder was charged on Wednesday. Yes. Yep. It was it was like uh, nine of them that got charged, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Rick Snyder and like uh, former. I, I was surprised to see two of those people in there that were black. They were like the, uh, uh, what do they call, what do they call when they send the people in to, uh, to run the state or run the, run the uh, city? The emergency managers? Uh, emergency managers, yeah. It was two yeah. of them that were black. I was like, what? Y'all because y'all own people like that? Yeah, because just like Clarence Thomas, you have black people on both sides of that. There are people who want to be with whoever they think is winning. So when it, it, it's like when I saw people running in the Capitol, this black guy, this black dude, you know, the, the, the conservative papers were putting out, they had a black lives, act, black lives matter activist in that crowd. Right. So this guy literally tried to play on that. He goes on TV in an interview, says, I have footage of, 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 of the insurrection at the Capitol. And um, he gave it to the FBI. The FBI looked at it and they arrested his butt because he's like, oh, <laughs> I don't have any media credentials. I was just doing this to record it. And they found out on the recording, he said he was egging them on. But as he was going, he broke the, yeah, that's what he said. He said, oh, I was just there egging them on. So he tried to get fame by, by going on TV doing <laughs> interviews. And once they, looked at his, once they looked at his footage, they arrested him. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, wow. Being black is not that all that is cracked up to me, is it? I don't know if you no. thought you were out of that, <laughs> but it did not make it. So, mm-hmm. in Governor uh, um, in Governor Rick Snyder's case, that regional outbreak of Legionnaires' disease, which they have not had Legionnaires' disease in who knows how long in this doggone country, but because they changed the water um, uh, water source, that now you have people having lead in their system that is going to that is going to affect them for the rest of their lives now Mm -hmm. he is only charged with some misdemeanors up to uh a year in jail and a thousand dollar fine wow right that's what that's what he's charged with some misdemeanors punishable up to a year in jail and that's up to so he's not even doing that and a thousand dollar fine and he intentionally did that. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't want to pay the water bill, wasn't it? He was like, no, yeah. mm-mm. I don't want yeah. to pay it. Mm-mm. And then, was it, I think it was them who who cut off everybody's water in the town if they had a past due. Mm-hmm. So you can't yeah. live without water. Mm. Right? So, you know, yeah. there's there's an issue that we need to understand. You cannot live without water. Your government cut you off from water, and then they gave you water from the from from the river, from whatever river that was, Flint, uh, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't treat the water, right? So water treatment, they put chlorine in water treatment um, treatment system to control um, um, bacteria. Bacteria, yeah. So that that bacteria can tri- trigger like severe pneumonia um and it's spread through mist and cooling systems so you use water like tap water to put in your cooling systems just to have a humidifier and all of that stuff that they were inhaling caused all of these damage in these children and he's facing a year up 
I'm sorry, up to a year in jail. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, we, we have to, you know, for the first show in February, I am doing the whole segment with Black History Stories. That is all I'm okay. doing. So at okay. least there will be one show that people will be able to reference, and we are just going to do Black History. Because sometimes in doing news, we get to a point where I'm just telling you what's going on, right? And we don't learn history. So history at Black History Month, I usually just do a couple of stories, but we are literally going to do pretty much the whole segment of black history. Now, you know, this week, the cover of Vogue, their February issue, surfaced on Twitter this week, and it shows Vice President um, Kamala Harris wearing like a black suit jacket, a T-shirt, you know, whatever, and they actually lightened her skin. Yeah, I saw that. They lightened her skin up and put con- she had Converse on so she could feel like, yeah. But I, I was like, why would you lighten somebody's light skin up? It just makes no sense at all. <laughs> they get, again, have to make her as white as possible. And, and even a part of that, which is, again, a part of the statement that I made before, we are seeing a bunch of commercials with black women and white men and I don't know if it's because that's how Kamala's home situation is. I don't think they're I don't know if they're jumping on that, but there is some marketing that's going to black women. And mm. I think it's disgusting and we need to talk about it. So mm. I'm not I don't know what the reason is, but I just know what's happening. And so when people are calling me asking me what do I think about it, I am saying that I am not the only one that's asking that question. We need to see why that marketing is being is being um is geared towards us. Now, the you know the big businesses. Okay, well, can I can I can I yes. say something about that yes, before please. we? You know, I know you, we plan in the conversation later, but um, this is it, it's not new. Again, history is repeating itself. It's just using opposite genders, right? So, yes. how many years did we look at um, black men with white women? You know, we can go back to guess who's coming to dinner. With right, yeah. way back then, and not not the new gift too with uh, Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher for all those <laughs> right. Years, so it's all mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or in that age range. But, yeah, you know that was forever. And there is, you know, there. Never mind. We'll have that conversation when we have that conversation. Well, well, if I, no, but I'm with <laughs> I'm with you because there is there is an effort to market that, right? So none of us are racist here and crazy, and I hate that I have to say stuff like that. But the point is that, you know, we need to understand why something is being marketed to us. And it's being marketed, and it's not to actually benefit, it's not to benefit us. Like, if, if something was to benefit us, we would see more black people on TV doing news. You know who we see on doing news? We see either dark complexion black women or sometimes like black black women, or gay black men. That's it. Like, you don't have any newscasters that are, like, are prominent that are black on television doing news that are not gay. So sometimes we just have to ask the question. I'm not answering it for you. I'm saying that we notice. Yeah. So there is something about emasculating black men that needs to be discussed, and I'm not doing it on this program. Maybe I might fire up a program and have it 
and, and have that conversation myself. But it's interesting to me how all of this stuff is going on at the same time that we are trying to have some kind of reconciliation from white supremacy and bias against black people. So the only black people who can be um, acknowledged right now is black females, especially if they're dating white men, or black males if they're gay. We need to see a bigger picture, right? So that one of the things that, you know, I think that while we are talking about this, and this is, this is a part of news. I know that in this conversation that, you know, I don't care what kind of letters that Jay gets one way or another, but one of the things that we have to talk about, have to talk about, like, very openly on shows like this um, is, is that kind of complexity in how we have to live in this country as black people, and we have to vent this. And so the reason I think this is more important than doing the news at this moment is because when you go back to work, when you go back to school, when you go back to church or your grocery stores, that you need to understand that you're not crazy from seeing all these things that are happening to you. We're, you're not the only one. We notice, and we want, we, we're having that discussion to have, hopefully arm you in having enough strength, strength to walk away from most of this stuff because they're biased is in them. This has nothing to do with you. When when I was in a store and got stopped by a security guard asking me, can they see what's in my pockets? That had nothing to do with me acting suspicious or taking something off of a shelf. I didn't even touch anything in that store. I came in there with a friend of mine who had a cold, so they were getting some cold medicine. And I came down the aisle, and the security guard stopped me and said, you know, your pockets are puffed puffed out, can, uh, can I see what's in your pockets? And I told him no. And so once mm-hmm. he told me he can call the police, I told him he can call them. But I would not do it. But that could have turned out bad. I was in some small white town when that happened. The stuff mm. that we have to go through is unfortunately normal to us. So when racist people, you know, want to send in their comments or in the chat room saying that we are talking about race, um, we need to understand that they're just distracting us, right? We could talk about how foul they are, but we can also talk about us being oppressed, and those are not two different conversations. <laughs> they're all, um, you know, a different side of the same coin. And, and while I'm at this, I wanna want to make sure I did this one story for today because this is kind of important to why Republicans are changing their tune after um, the Capitol was breached, that they were standing on their morals. The Ted Cruz and and um, with the guy Marco Rubio and all those guys standing on it, saying Holly, Holly, all of them, right? And you know when they stopped is that um, the next day or two. Um, what, they're, what they're calling the um, the treason caucus, there were big businesses that came out and said they're getting no more money. Mm. So I'm just going to name all of them who said that all the congressmen who voted to overturn their election, Hotel Giant Marriott came first, and they're Republican folks. Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, Commerce Bank, which is, you know... Um, 
Commerce Bank share, who owns Commerce Bank, they came out and they dubbed that group the Treason Caucus by critics. Was later Sunday, it was revealed that Citigroup, um, AT and T, Bank of America, all decided not to. CVS, Exxon, Mobile, FedEx, Target, um, Comcast, Chase, General Electric, American Express, Dow Chemical, British Petroleum or BP. Um, Ford Motor Company, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Verizon, Airbnb, Best Buy, Microsoft, MasterCard. The Hallmark Company went to Josh Holly and said they wanted their $3,000 back. Him wow. and Roger Marshall. They wanted them to return their money. And not only did they do that, the um, – um, who, who else was it? It was um, – it was Cumulus Media, who is one of America's largest talk show radio companies. They told conservative Mark Levine and Dan, I forgot his name, Bogino, that they will be fired if they don't stop claiming election fraud. They're making them stop lying. Damn. PayPal cut wow. off the crowdfunding site. That's, it's a Christian site called Give, Send, Go. To raise money, they were trying to raise money for the legal defense fund of the Proud Boy members and the pro-Trump rioters. PayPal said, "We're not letting you get no money through our platform," so they cut off their ability to get money. Then um, there was two other companies who did the same thing, that were just companies that you do electronic transfers with. They stopped Trump's website from collecting money. Um, um, so that they can raise money for defense funds and all that other stuff and buy hats and all that. One of the top mm. law firms, um, um, I guess it's um, Safer Shaw and their property manager mm. um, service giant um, Cushman and Wakefield became the latest businesses to cut ties with the Trump organization after, after um, they breached the Capitol. So they're headquartered in Chicago and they said they're going to cease doing business with Trump companies. That's across the board. So mm. these guys are getting hit with money. And so now they're all back, you know, walking back everything, talking about, um, yeah, we need to impeach him. You know why? They cut off their money. The PGA said mm. that they will not do their tournament at um, their, uh, Trump's New Jersey Golf Club. New York City... Um, cut their contracts. Trump was making Woo-hoo. something like $17 million or $11 million a year with their contracts mm. in New York City, and they voided all those contracts. Which wow. they kept. I said it was $17 million and I said, woo-hoo! <laughs> 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 yeah. So, that, that is the only way that these guys are changing is because they're, they're getting starved. So once Mitch McConnell said, hey, we can't raise no money no more, rich people enjoyed the privilege of funding that chaos and just watching. Oh, and I forgot Berkshire Hathaway, too, right? Their political action committee said that they're not giving any Republicans any money. So they stopped all of their corporate giving. So once that money started talking, it wasn't profitable because the 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 folks that you had running up in the Capitol did not have any um, – they're not funding these politicians. Hmm. So in addition to no. that, 
um, this um, it's been reported over the last couple of days that this guy who committed suicide he was uh, um, he was French he he gave five hundred thousand dollars to racist neo-Nazi folks and then committed suicide Wow so those guys were wow. with all of that military gear because we have racist people like all over the world funding the um, that breach mm. and that's what it is that we need to actually understand that's why knowing facts actually helps us in the bigger picture we keep saying that and saying look we need to talk about this stuff but they're not talking about this stuff in in on mainstream media that shouldn't even say in mainstream media not even in um, social media people aren't talking about that but we need to understand that so that we have a strategy going forward Right. Mm. So they have a female secret service officer that's being investigated over her Facebook post. Wow. You know, you know, she accused the lawmakers of treason for confirming Biden's victory. So, you know what happened? That secret service, uh, secret service agent um, now is under investigation and they're probably going to arrest her. Because did, they did used you see, to um, go. What you say? Did you see Megan McCain's interview with uh, the congressman, the, the sen- I'm sorry, the senator, and she was talking about how she was, she was so appalled that Holly lost his book deal because of uh, his, his belief in Trump winning. And the guy said, hey, that was a private firm. You can do what you want to. You can voice your opinion. You see, I'm not against free speech, but, hey, I'm not against also people saying that, hey, I don't want to back you no more. I'm not going to give you the money to do your book. So what are you crying about? And she could, she had no return for that. I thought to myself, you dumb. You, right. You, you know, they pull their money from behind them. They're not backing them no more. So what? You got, you got your free speech. There it is. Yeah. They, they use that stuff for their own benefit. Right? So it's free speech when they say something. If, if the minister says something, they're like, oh, that, that's hate speech. Get, get them off. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry, and I am actually sorry for doing that. I shouldn't make a uh, comparison because, again, there is no organization that black people have ever had that was offensive at going at killing white folks. All these organizations are defensive about protecting ourselves, and white folks call us hate groups. Um, well, call them hate groups because they want to protect black lives. So Megan McCain also didn't speak her butt up when – you know, Georgia certified and Arizona certified. Republicans for years, especially during the Obama years, kept saying states' rights. The states need to make their own decision. The states' rights. We don't need um, elections to be nationalized. That's just big government. So when the states made their decisions, what did they want to do? They wanted mm. federal people to overturn what a state said. They going against yeah. their own their, their own philanthropy. You know, so again, they don't. They, nothing makes any sense unless it does not benefit white folks. And if they can't see their they their um, their bias, we have to call them out on it. And just because as black people we call them out on their bias, black people start to call us racist because they feel uncomfortable with us calling white people out on their stuff. Hmm. And then they start saying stuff like, "Not all white people." We didn't say that. <laughs> We're just telling no. you that. We are giving you facts, 
and I'm not telling you to make your own conclusions. We're all smarter than that. We can see this stuff live on TV. People punching officers. Yeah, people punching officers, hitting them with flagpoles, you know, breaking that guy's nose. An officer might lose his eye. We're watching all of that stuff happen, and then they're like, Blue Lives Matter, and Colin Kaepernick took a knee, so he's against police officers. <laughs> and they can yeah, make money that, off of that. <laughs> isn't, that isn't that crazy? They beat, yeah. I mean, they were beating the hell out of that police officer. And they, I, I was like, where's the Blue Lives Matter at? And, right. and when, when I, I, Alexandria Cortez came out and said, I don't want to ever hear a Republican talking about Blue Lives Matter ever again in my life. She was 100% right. They don't care unless it's, it's benefiting them. They didn't right. give a damn that that police officer getting his ass whooped. They didn't care. They was like, oh, well, you know. You're, and then I heard the Proud Boys come out there and say, you won't let us have our way. You won't let us do what we want to. Then you're against us. You know, that shit, we're done with you guys. Wow. Right. I guess blue lights really don't matter, do it? <laughs> Not to them. No. But, again, in their marketing of, the, from their perspective, they keep saying things like, you know, defund the police is something against the police. Right? They took a word meaning that you don't have to overfund them. Right? You mm-hmm. don't have, police don't need tanks. Apparently, federal tanks. <laughs> Apparently, the federal ones do against the white folks. But <laughs> you bring all of those tanks in and um, testing out new um, pepper balls and all of that other stuff against black people who are unarmed with their hands up. So if they're mm. applying it differently, then technically we need to call them on it. Yeah. You know, any That's sound bite. Yeah, any soundbite will make anybody look crazy. But at the same time, we need to acknowledge what is so that we have enough confidence to actually do what's right. Because if you're not strong enough and, you're, and you are going through life with a lot of doubt, it does create a lot of instability. How could you study? Like, I, I was one of the first people to say that when students were in school and they, they took history out and all this other stuff, I was the first one to say that, it's, that's good, because if they take history out, they're not teaching them bad stuff to brainwash them. And now that these mm. kids won't listen to them, now they're mad that the kids are not listening. I said, yeah, you didn't brainwash them enough. Mm. So now anytime you try to reacclimate them into stuff that brainwashes them, they ain't trying to hear you. So, wow. Yeah. You so I know we only have a few minutes left, so I'll let everybody say goodbye. We won't get cut off this time. <laughs> Did, oh, what you get cut off happen? one? Did anybody yeah. Uh, yeah, you all yeah. talk already about the fact that there were people in the Capitol uh, the days be the day before or two days before the yeah. insurrection occurred? You talked about that, okay? No. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Talk they, about yeah, they were in that. Yeah, they were they were giving them uh, tours of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you also talk about the fact that the 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 Capitol police were it was reported? And said, why are these people here? Because all visitors, all tours and visitors and everything have been cut off since last March. So no one was supposed to be in the Capitol. So they actually reported it. And they said that the only way that they would have been able to get in is if somebody from the inside, either from Congress or officers or something, let them in and get past all the secured measures because there were no visitors allowed in the Capitol. Did you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're watching the QAnon Congress people talk about, oh, it wasn't me. 
they're all going to go to jail, and they all need to go to jail. Because the one woman did text out that they moved um, Nancy Pelosi, and they she told them where they where she wasn't, which is like telling them where she was. You can't do that. So they were under attack, and you said, "Oh, she's not in this room, right?" You're pointing them someplace else. So. Oh my wow. God. Yeah, one of the congress that new congresswoman from where was she? Colorado. She's the one that did that. Yeah. Yeah, and she's the one that said she's going to impeach Joe Biden. She's going she's going to send out a paper for Joe Biden her first yeah, her first day. Her first yep. day in office. Right after the yep. inauguration. You, you gotta get rid of crazy ass people, man. I'm yep. sorry. That's you it. just got to. All right. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, we are. All right. Love All you right. Too. We'll get with right. we'll get with you guys. <laughs> See right. you next week. Hey, hey LES. Um long yeah. as I um while I'm at it, the reason I just went over and did not do any news is because you know that drives me crazy. Kathleen, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Okay, I want you to stay on. It, that drives me crazy that when we are doing the show that um, we neutralize black folks by acting like everything's okay. <laughs> we We like to start from zero and just be like, Okay, Martin Luther King said that we should hold hands and stuff. I'm like, that's what the Republicans are saying to us now for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so since Jay wouldn't let – since you and I did not speak, I was like, that's sending the wrong message to the people who are listening. And we need to take the whole hour of actually <laughs> undercutting that last 15 minutes. I just didn't like it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so when Jay gets mad at me about that, just tell him call me. Because it is not going to happen. <laughs> I just want to say that for record. Not on my watch. I don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs> I was like, we feel like, I feel like we're being neutered again. And that, that never feels good. Like While we are pushing the ball ahead, we need to keep pushing. Everybody yeah. wants to be comfortable and be like, yep, we – we we need to work together to make a better America. I'm like, okay, better than what though? <laughs> like yeah. better than last yeah. year? That's a low no, I bar. Like, I like how Ti asked Candace Owens. She's like, you believe in making America great, right? When was America great for black folks? She couldn't come up with one answer. When was America great for black folks? When they were hanging us? When? Tell me when. It's never been great for us. Right. So when, you, when you say make America great again, what are you talking about? What are you referring to? And Trump could never answer that. Right. Mm-mm. Oh, you know what? You know what I what I did want to talk about too. I don't know if you guys saw this, but did you see the black policeman who had the MAGA hat on, who they suspended? No. No. I didn't see that. Okay. So there's mm-hmm. a YouTube clip of this out there. So what happened is that one of the officers was getting beat by a crowd, and so the black dude put on the MAGA hat. And said to the white dude, okay, we need to go help him, right? He was a policeman. Like, he was a capital policeman. So he got the, the, the rioters off of the other policeman and got him inside. And they suspended him for wearing a hat because that's technically out of the uniform code, I guess. But the trick is he said, I did that to, to get cooperation from them. Mm-hmm. Black people are smart in a crisis, yeah. right? So wow. he – he slightly infiltrated them while the insurrection was going on just to save another officer, and then they suspended the black dude. <laughs> I was like, we could not wow. win. I feel like Michael you Jackson in, uh, in The Wiz. 
I just can't, <laughs> can't break even. He can't get out of the game. It's like, fuck off. Wow. <laughs> we need to put that on the board. <laughs> like, yeah. We can't win. Like, you know. But I don't know if you guys saw that. But I, when I saw like, that, I was just like. these decisions? You know, like, who? it sounds like the, the insurrectionists are making the decisions as to who's getting fired and who's not. It, it, you know exactly what I mean? what's going on. Like, they're setting, it, they're setting up the situation just like it was. So we want our people on the inside. We're going to get rid of anybody that was brave enough to, you know, brave enough and brazen enough to, to stand up to these folks. We're going to fire those people. Right. So here's what I don't know. I don't know how the Biden administration is going to comb through those departments to get their asses out of there. Really? Wow. That's, that, going, that's going to be a tough one. That is going, that to, going be to be a tough, tough one. Because Biden has the tendency, I mean, forgive him, but he's a white man, to say we need to just work together and go forward. Yeah. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I was telling Jay. I, I don't damn working together. It's time to time to roll over these clowns, and I, that's why <laughs> exactly. I like Alexandria. That's why I like Cortez. I, she don't care. Roll over. Why I, are we playing nice with these clowns? Why? Why do we have to? Yeah, and you know, for um, for Jay and um, and Vanessa, I don't know why they hate her. Like why they don't like her. That kind of almost hurts my feelings. They, like they're like, oh, I can't stand her, and I'm like, why? I don't who, understand. I, who, I have no clue why anybody dislikes her so much. Like they don't dislike Lindsey, Lindsey Graham as much as they dislike her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Alexandria Cortez. Oh, they don't like her AOC. Oh, because she's radical. What What yeah. is radical about her? No, she she oh, she sorry. wants to stop she's climate change by hater. Thank you for correcting me. Because she speaks her mind and speaks truth to power, and she's not afraid. That's why. She's not, she's not taking a submissive role like a woman should and offer it softly. Same reason why people hate Maxine Waters. Same thing. But why does that hurt our feelings, though? Like, why, why does that bring out emotion in you? It's like, oh, I can't stand her. It's like, why, why is that emotion in there? You got I, I I I think she's dope, man. I love her. I think no. she speaks her mind. I think she speaks the truth. And I think it should, you know, that's what you should, should do. You shouldn't be sitting I, around with kumbaya moments, holding people's hands when they're trying to stab you and kill you. Come on. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of respect for her. You know what I mean? Like I do too. I think that, you know, just from going against the grain, it shows that black black people can be brainwashed. Who dislike somebody who they should love? It's the Malcolm, Malcolm, uh, El Shabazz, um, Malik El Shabazz, like this Malcolm thing, where he says that it, the news or the papers will get you to hate somebody who is. I can't think of how he phrased. I'll have to paraphrase it later, but it, they'll make you hate somebody you you should be loving. The people who are helping mm-hmm. you, they'll make you hate them. And we we are so. Easily manipulated to that, it is scary and sad. It's the Willie Lynch Lynch consciousness, right? Divide and conquer, essentially. Right. And that's why, again, I created the show Black on Black Crime, right? It's because you're overtly focusing on black people in areas you're not even looking at white folks in. 
people, there are black people who hate OJ. And I'm like, what that dude do to you? I actually like him. I remember when he was playing at Buffalo when I was little, and he got 2,000 yards. Like, I don't, I don't know him outside of football. Right? Why do you hate him? And I think people were hating OJ. I, I don't know. I think, I, I, I think people were hating OJ because they felt a, a, a dissing from OJ when he was all right. When he was doing fine, they felt like he didn't identify with black people. And well, he took a, you know, who he chose to marry and blah, 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 blah. I believe but, that has something to do with people's feelings about OJ. Oh, now you want to talk to us. Oh, yeah, but, okay. but that, wasn't, that wasn't marketed prior to, his, to her dying, right? Like Charles Barkley has said some foul things about black people, but I watch that fool on TNT all oh, the time. I just mistake when he's talking. <laughs> I don't think Shaq is a good – Shaq ain't no leader for black people either. Let me, let me right? tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Shut up. You sound ignorant, man. <laughs> right. You, you know, he is bordering on being illiterate, and he's yeah. sitting there telling black folks, I need to run for governor. And it's like, wait a minute, you and you need to be a Republican. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, no, I'm a Democrat now. It's like, who's listening to Charles Barkley? And ain't nobody hating on Charles Barkley for that. We just look at him as being a clown. Shaq yeah. is, is, is bordering on being a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. We should not be listening to, to those dudes on policymaking. But the problem is, is since they're on TV all day, white folks force their, those clowns out to, um, to be representative of black people. It's very different mm-hmm. than being a capitalist. There, he's on the board of whatever pizza company and doing this and that because Papa they're Tom, allowing him yeah. to do that, right? And that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm not saying he shouldn't make money. I'm saying that he should not be telling black people what they should and should not be doing. I don't believe Obama should be doing that either. He should rise. He, they're always talking about rise above stuff, right? He need to rise above talking about black people issues because his is, his thing was, when he said Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be taking a knee and we need to heal the country, he was wrong. <laughs> Has he come out yeah. and said that he was wrong for doing that? No. Right. No. So when he says that um, we, we need to stop talking about defunding the police and come together and bring the heal, he need to say he was wrong. But instead of that, they're being put up to us, put up to our face like mirrors and want us to follow the people and, and I don't blame them. I think there, there's a lot of pressure in having that much of a spotlight on you, right? We all know that from working. So when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I have to be conscious about the political ramifications of what I'm doing in that moment, and I still have to watch my words. And so we all are sitting in that position to keep your job. You have to watch how you do what you're doing. Kathleen has to watch what she's doing. She's an attorney. She can get disbarred for a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Right, and so we oh, need to understand that about each other, so we don't put each other in the in in bad positions. Like, like I don't know why I'm laughing about this, but it, I called Jay after he did this to me on the show one day. Jay says because you know Jay can be a little foul. He he was mixing doing the Saturday show or the Wednesday show and the Saturday show on Sunday. He mixes those too much, right? So Jay says, you are telling me. That if you were doing a campaign and Michelle Obama was standing in front of you, you wouldn't look at her butt. 
Jay asked me that on the show. I called Jay, and I was like, Jay, have you lost your damn mind? Like, what is wrong with you? He was like, my bad. You know, I, I wasn't thinking. I said, you damn, you wasn't thinking. <laughs> right? You, you were trying to... You are trying to put me in a position that is like I'm doing tabloid television. You have serious people on this program. You have Kathleen who has credentials. You have me on there. You can't risk our credentials playing around. But that's why, you know, having Steve on there is hilarious to me. Oh, (laughs) my God. I wonder what Covina man said. Y'all put Steve on that, just ruined my breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen, did you hear when Steve was on today? What'd you say? Did you you hear when Steve was on today? I did not. Oh, good. I was wondering why I was so late calling, and I just couldn't, I don't know what was wrong. I just couldn't dial. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why. That's probably why you couldn't dial. I wouldn't have dialed if I knew he was on. Wow. Yeah, he said some stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with this cat, man? Why is he? He just that that that's man. I, I heard a show called Conspiracy Theories, but he's the he takes it overboard, man. Wow. Right, because because he watches Fox, he watches the Alex Jones, and he brings that stuff to our to our consciousness, right? And what happens is that Jay, you know, I and and I, it, I wish Jay was here um, that. When we have um, conversations, when we're doing shows, when you start getting a lot of listeners or a lot of followers, people want to take your platform and use it as a as a megaphone, right? Because if that stuff was true, he would have his own platform and his own following. He'd call into those shows, but they go where people are and they start doing what they start wilding. So I don't know what Steve's malfunction is. Steve was actually right about. Um, what did he say today? Um, do you remember? Les? No, I try, not to. I try not to. <laughs> I can't hear him, too. I, I've learned to shut, tune him out. But he did say something that was actually true. And Jay says, you know what, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to look that up. And I didn't want to affirm what he's saying. 